This is the Aaron Sheik. You listen to the Mayhem Show. Iran, number one. Russia, number one. USA, ah, Wrestling Mayhem Show. Dot com. It's the best day of the week. Today is the day that you have chosen to listen to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. This is DJ Lunchbox putting it the fuck down. Let's fucking do this. Monday night, you know it must be raw Leaders being a whore and not wearing a bra Seen his damn belt still spin around his waist I can ship at a rhyme, someone comes out of his face Tuesday night, and it's EC Dub Michael Q. Knoxville, join the club If he's taking the shit, scream out Boo, boo, this ain't EC Dub And we can tell that too Wednesday night, ROH on DVD The best wrestling on the planet to the end three Joe Damon's delirious, Daniel Sinning, Kim Mikati Homicide, The Rock, Wilder, and Kenta Kobashi Thursday night, TNA on Spike Bruce is broken, so that means I'm drinking blood tonight Shut up and show me the damn next division and get so count balance in my line of vision. Friday night SmackDown, this is all life. Kicking back, watching wrestling every night. Kenny, Boogeyman, Helms, Hardy, Guerrero, London, Kenny, and Steel the Show. RWF Sion and the weekly features. You're a student, we are the teachers. Shout out to Joe's group and to the D's. Putting it down for a film with the greatest of ease. Wrestling Mayhem Show 191 Wrestle Fan Pedal, pedal, pedal those little legs harder so that the show doesn't crash again. We are back. We are about a half an hour late for you live viewers and listeners. And we had some technical difficulties. We've had a death in the family, and that would be uh WPAJ one has just gone down, uh as did the monitor around it. I think the cat pissed on the back. I don't know. I Mad Mike's there the somewhere. There's Mad Mike. Sword. Mad Mike's around. How hey, you doing? Mad Mike's around. Where yes. is he? There he is. There he is. But again, hey. this is Wrestling Mayhem Show 191 for October 27th, 2009. Congratulations. You found us. Um, oh, and for those listening on the download, this show is perfectly on time. Perfectly on time because it's when you hit play. Yes. Yes. So, let's... I, I, DJ Lunchbox is somewhere. Last I could tell on Foursquare, he's somewhere around the Squirrel Hill Tunnel, uh, which is really interesting since we're a half an hour late as it is. So he'll be chiming in here. I know he has a couple of things that he's got some opinions on that went down uh, as as recently as last night. And I'm sure the news from today, if it's uh, reached his beady little ears. Um, but until then, we have some fan mail. We have fan mail. We have some fan yes, mail. Yes, we have fan mail. Yes, we have lots and lots of fan mail. So, uh, yeah. First, we got the Sean Soundoff for today. Uh, Sean Soundoff! There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. the I'm trying, trying to think. Trying to think. Trying to think. And again, if you guys want to chime in, good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Good times. At WrestlingMayhemShow.com. And also, we have the hotline 412 206 WMS zero. If you want to chime in with your hot, sexy voices, um, go ahead and drop in there. Um, and if you can't tell letters on your phone, that's four one two two zero six nine six seven zero. If you can't tell letters on your phone, get a new phone. Maybe seriously, maybe. they've been around for a while. They have been. The, the rotary dial cell phones are not helping you uh, in your cool factor. All right, the views and ideas of Sean Soundoff are not those of the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Screening WMS oh, necessarily. Well, we'll see. It's Halloween week, so in, honor, so in honor of this event, I thought I would do a trick-or-treat edition of the Sound Off. Treat. 
Chris Jericho versus Christian on ECW. This one match made ECW the show of the week. Actually, yeah, I pulled that up today when I, I saw this email come in because I was like, oh, I do need to check that out. Yeah, that was the only match I watched from ECW last week, and it it brought me right back to WrestleMania 20. Mm. Trick. Abe Washington thinking he was going to host ECW. Treat. Did you just call him Abe? Abe. Is this what it says? Abe. I like it. Oh, I should put a Foursquare in for Mayhem Studios. What the fuck is Foursquare? Oh. We'll Alright, that's, that. that's another discussion. That's another discussion. That's what we, we, when we start our like tech social media show, then we'll talk about stuff like that. Uh, okay. Treat. Machine Guns vs. Lethal and Creed in an Ultimate X match for free on Impact. Way to give it away, guys. Way to give it away. Um, did you did you, you watch a little bit of TNA? Did you see that spot? Yeah, I, I did see that, but... Uh, oh, TNA, TNA, <laughs> TNA. Um, last week had some things that bothered me. Okay. But overall, I did think it was a good show. Okay, good, good. I mean, there can't all be roses, you know? I mean, come on. Well, no, it was a lot better than what I had seen previously, but, like, especially matches-wise, but booking... Ooh. Booking, <laughs> the booking just bothered me. Yeah. Uh, treat Chris Jericho versus Kofi Kingston, or some say Kofi Johnson, of course. Uh, Jericho could even make WrestleFan look like a million dollars. Well, probably, probably. I actually saw something on College Humor where a guy wrestled an invisible man. Oh, so it's like, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Hogan at SummerSlam. No, not even. Like, and he, well, actually, it already is kind of like that, and he jobbed, too. He dropped to the Invisible Man, which so is great. So it was great. exactly like Shawn Michaels and Jer- er, in um, Walk Hogan. Hogan. Yes. Hogan. The trick. Well, right. um, Tr- oh, sorry. No, wait. What? No, wait. What? No, wait. No, no. We're doing fan mail. We, we can't talk about that yet. I, I give you kudos for uh, containing yourself there. Oh, I'm containing rage, sir. We'll get to that. I think I think that's going to replace our Indie Minute. Uh for, for the next segment. Trick, Kyle Bush trying to host Raw. I was loving Kyle being a heel until he made a match with Chris Jericho versus Kofi Johnson. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought they had fun with it, putting the guys against each other. I, I don't know. I, we didn't expect much out of this, and I think we got more than... I mean, the show was great despite its host last night. Yeah, I mean, just that one little gaffe mm-hmm. helped. Undertaker makes gaffes sometimes. You can't really fault him for that. And plus, he did correct himself, too. Yes, yes. Like, he knew he as soon as he started to say Johnson, he meant Kingston. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it didn't just go headlong into another summer fest. So that's good to see. Um, and finally, question of the week. If you choose one diva or neck out, not neck out, knockout as your treat, which, yeah, there, I, I just pulled a NASCAR right there. Guys. TNA I, neck out. I just pulled, I just pulled a co- Coffee Johnson. So um, <laughs> if you choose one div- diva or knockout as your treat, which one would you choose? I'm picking Maria. She may, might be able to wrestle, but that's not why I'm picking her. Second runner-up, Tiffany. I was laughing as she was bantering with Jericho. Until next week, Sean has left the be- building. P.S. Russell fan, make sure you have your parents check your candy before you eat it. Um, so that's that's an excellent point. That's, that's good. That's an excellent point. For all you little mayhemers out there, one, your parents 
don't pay attention to what you're doing if you're listening to this show. Um, and <laughs> Either that or they're really, really understanding about it. I guess so. Um, so the question of the week, uh, I guess, who would you pick your diva to be your treat? Um, if it's current divas and knockouts, I have to go Velvet Sky. Mm, took mine. Took mine. Well, yes. if I had to pick somebody other than Velvet Sky... Uh, damn, <laughs> damn. Well, you damn. can take my second choice if you want. I, so. I'm gonna throw you a curveball. I'm, I'm, been, I'm gonna throw you a curveball because I've okay. been, I've been really liking uh, Portia Perez. Look her up. Look ah, her up. okay, actually, yeah, I know, I know who Portia Perez she, is. God, she is a little cutie. Holy shit! I, I hope I, she I gets into TNA or something. She is. I, I can't wait to see what she does, and I hear really good things about her. I haven't found too much for matches for her on YouTube or anything, but they are out there. Um, but there's an interview with her on uh, the uh, uh, Women of Wrestling podcast, uh, who also just did another one with Jack, Jackie Gata, uh, Jackie Gata Haas, uh, talking oh. about her on Tough Enough and everything. So uh, it's She's pretty good. Looking good at Mania, <laughs> Jackie. Yeah. I haven't seen. I actually haven't seen a good picture of her, like a recent good picture of her. She's got a website. Uh, well, she was at Mania. Yeah, yeah. Well, amongst like twenty five other girls, they actually talked about that and how much of a, a piece of crap that was. Just Jack Hawes. Oh, just Jackie Hawes. I'm sorry, this thing cut off up here. Oh, their HTML is wrong for the title. That's why. I mean, <laughs> she's not a blonde anymore, but yeah, yeah, she's she's doing it. she's doing a fitness thing. With uh, custom muscle, I think we talked about this a little bit ago. Because I remember seeing oh. this like recently. I think um, she wants to be like Trish Stratus. Yeah, yeah, she's doing the fitness thing, and uh, and doing like fitness competitions and and she's doing something with the JBL. Uh, I, yeah, I this is this is looking really familiar. Actually, I think we did go over this before. Um, it's Team HMB, maybe. Well, you know, if you want to see if we had gone over that before, you can check the delicious link. Yeah. Well, if we had delicious back then, we'll I'm, I'm sure. Back. I'm sure it was up I'm there. I'm sure it's in the delicious link. Thanks for reminding. It's me. in the delicious link. Yes. Go delicious.com/slash/wrestlingmayhem and uh, yes. slash WMS191 if you want to follow the stories that we have uh, marked out for this week. So uh, we might get to all, we might not. Otherwise, that's uh, the best of the best that I've seen uh, scanning through the sites. And uh, and take a look and love it. Uh, you know. Um, now, we got another email uh, before we get to your stuff, Mad Mike. Okay. Um, I might just throw you a voicemail at the end again. Did you like how I did that last week? I, I, I was a fan. Are you a fan of that? Um, I was a fan, yeah. All right. I, I don't remember half the things I said, but that's probably because I was drunk. All right, I don't know if you know the song for this one, but we have a Vim mail. Vim mail, Vim mail, Vim mail, Vim mail. All right, subject for the show. This is actually through Facebook. I just left it in my email. Uh, hello there, young man. I hope this finds you well, and I may extend greetings to the rest of the crew. It has been a long time, but lest you forget, your friend from across the pond is still here and kicking with his cyborg leg, mind you. Um, I am yet to see the latest pay-per-view, uh, but I wanted to contribute here while I have the opportunity of a day off work. Wrestling currently is no good, but there are plus points 
Raw, the GM thing has lost all its character. All of the hosts are interchangeable. Opening segment with Jericho, wander around with the Bella Twins. Yes, I would. A segment with the Midget and Santino and DX makes the matches. I think the GM idea was a good one, but it doesn't add anything. Uh, not that I can see anyway. Maybe all Vince wants is the mention on the Sports Center or Access Hollywood. SmackDown is oh, better. Speaking of that, sorry, uh, sidebar. Apparently, um... Wait, did you just go all, like, trial on me? Did I? Sustained. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I was reading ESPN today, and they quoted a tweet from The Miz. I think we retweeted that on What Wrestlers Say. Go ahead. Yeah, but, yeah, about um, him wanting to smack Eric Mangini. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, there's one that uh, I know we retweeted was, uh... Talking about oh. oh the Cavs the Cavs yeah, and the Cavs Shaq and, and LeBron. I'm glad NBA starting up. Sorry, I got distracted because I don't know if there's ha- we're having a problem with the uh, U stream. They're saying that yeah yeah I was gonna say they they have some issues. All right, well uh, I'm hoping that's only momentary. We'll see about that. Uh, but no, keep talking and now I'll I'll see what I can do. Okay, but yeah, um, that I I just thought it was really funny because I saw that um. That they were quoting the Miz, and there, and that was the last thing I expected to see on ESPN's page too, because mm-hmm. they were talking about the horrible teams in the NFL, and they, the quotable quote about the Cleveland Browns was that the Miz wanted to smack Eric Mangini in the face. Awesome, awesome. Moving on with the Vim Mail. SmackDown is the is a better show. Good wrestling storylines that make sense. Can you remember when Punk has been in a story that doesn't make sense? I can't. That shows me that the talent has at least some play in the, what, the way the lines come out. That being said, the first team SmackDown for bragging rights was ridiculous. Two guys having had only two matches between them and a guy who has failed to win the IC title over for over six months now, who since, who since dumping Maria has gone nowhere, and crime time. Now, that being said, JTG is going to be a star someday, and there is uh, talent in Dolph, but the rest of the team is not what you could say is the cream of SmackDown. The second team was better, but JTG could have been in it. Uh, that way you... Uh, Elevate a new talent, make him seem important. I've thought for a long time what happens to the show is often lost under the image of who is standing in the ring as the show goes off, as the show goes off the air. Meaning, he who is last to leave the ring, standing tall as the show goes off, is the guy. Even more so at the pay-per-view. Um, when Jr. was sadly taken unwell, that again was another opportunity, and the lunchbox is locked out of the studio. Mad Mike, play a technical difficulty song again. Now it's time for more technical difficulties from Mad Mike on the Ustream chat, but they can't hear us, and I just realized that, so I'm going to do this for the downloaded people. And I'm sure the talks you love this, but I will pretend that... Um, I found a lunchbox. Hey, a lunchbox. His mic's not on. I'm gonna wait till he gets settled in there and get that move. Get that move, Adam. Fuck that. I want to see some fist pumping. We are started, sir. We're late. Started. We're only 15 minutes in, and we're in the middle of a vim mail. Vim mail. Yeah, vim mail. What? So. Like for real? Yeah, it's a vim mail. I'm not being a cock tease about that. Oh no. All right. Um, hey, you got headphones over there under the monkey head. Yeah, 
So. Yes. Oh, hey, no. there is no monkey head. That monkey head is a myth. That monkey head is a myth. Yes. It's a myth. We'll, we'll get to the monkey head. Um, awesome place. Uh, Striker is doing really well in ECW, and he could have stepped in uh, with Grisham going to King and Cole shows uh, that you have no faith in Grisham or Striker or any other team. And that makes their motions to try to move JR on look ridiculous. Not only that, but uh, to have a rival announcing team on your show before a pay-per-view like bragging rights is beyond stupidity. If you're trying to uh, show us that the two shows are com- competing, then why, oh, why would you have to them appear so interchangeable? Ooh, it makes me mad. Okay, now imagine that in a more British way. Ooh, it makes- Ooh that makes me mad! Well, there you go. We got a couple of renditions. Uh, however, the Ultimate Fighter show is just great Chris, because they. <laughs> however, the Ultimate Fighter go Fighter show is just great because they make a point to tell us why the bout is important, why the guys are fighting, and whether there is a backstory. You can see that when something is uh, is a sorry when something is really important to somebody. Uh, you don't get this in WWE. You used to, but not anymore. What? Yeah, that's you. That's you. Is it me? Yeah. That's oh, that you. means my mic's on. Uh, yes, yes. Microphone. Sorry to interrupt, bro. Question time, guys. What can WWE do to start bringing in, bringing on new talent? Will it? Will that convince you that the, these guys know what they are doing? Will it make you more into the product? Will it make you spend more money on that product, which is what I assume Vince wants? Is there one guy currently not on TV who can make a difference in uh, to either show? Where is the Vince Teddy Long thing going? When, where are any of the fucking storylines going? Now I'm angry. Peace out, Vim. The Vim. Well, there you go. Let's, let's address some of those. Um, so, uh... I think I think bringing Kofi looks like he's getting in a main event spot there with Orton. I think that was everything they did with Kofi last night was a perfect example of what they can do to bring talent up. They need to, they, it shows I'm how very thrilled they... about the push. Yes, about the push that Kofi, Kofi looked fantastic last night. Dropping the accent was a good good maneuver. Yeah, yeah, like like we were saying last week, that was the first step in Kofi becoming a main event star is getting rid of the accent because then he's marketable to in their eyes. <laughs> so. I like, like how they how they they really made it a point that Orton wasn't going to fight Cena. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not exactly thrilled with the way they went with it, but the fact that they made sure that Orton wasn't going to fight Cena made made a good thing. Yes, I I, I do agree. Uh, it's nice that they're mixing it up. You know, making some new main events. Granted, it's with guys who, it's that same stock characters that are always in the main events, but it's still something different. So I can get behind that. I'm I'm interested. DX explodes, blah. Yeah, this, this plays <laughs> in right into the stuff we were talking about before about uh, about DX turning on each other. I think it's a perfect mm-hmm. setup for that. Let me, let me let me let me put this scenario before you. Okay, I'm, go for it. I'm going to modify something I said earlier in the year. All okay. Right? So DX. And Cena for the title. Who wins? Oh, Shawn Michaels out of nowhere with a super kick on his partner. Mm-hmm. 
There's a little bit of shenanigans, a little bit of business. We have Triple H and Cena. Maybe a Montreal screw job. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. We do those twice a month. It is that Survivor Series. Can't get enough of those. Uh, Triple H and Cena at WrestleMania, and Orton and Shawn for the title. I can see Mm. it. I can definitely see it. As it is written, according to prophecy. I don't like it. I don't like it. Of course you don't like it. Why, well, I still think it's going to be Cena versus The Rock at WrestleMania. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I hope. I, I never, really, ever happen. I'll be very surprised to see that. I really think it will. Uh, no. The Rock I'm going on record. I'm going on record. He's I think he's it's going to happen. Money match, but The Rock's not interested. Yeah, or is he? Because he seems to be... We've talked about him taking The Rock name back on. He's popped and up his movies are there, doing worse and worse. And uh, he's talking about coming in for the GM thing. I mean, he comes in the GM thing. He can easily do a quick match. Nah. He's supposedly going to be doing the GM thing in January. You know, right around the time the road to WrestleMania starts. True. Also true. Still will buy it. And, and the, way, the way I'd... like, Because I wrote a scenario where... John Cena and The Rock would face off at WrestleMania. Okay. And I think they could pull it off. The The, the basic thing was um, Rock was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame and Cena was going to be the inductee. Inductor. Inductor. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. And then Maybe. Cena would come out and cut a huge promo on The Rock saying that he doesn't want to induct The Rock into the Hall of Fame. Because The Rock left the business. Mm-hmm. He left the business to go Hollywood. And, and, and there have been those interviews, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like merging real life and angle a little bit, but I think it would work really well. And then The Rock could come out. Cena would Make be it an heel. angle from a real life situation? That's insane. That's crazy. No way. Never They've never done before. that. <laughs> Who would have thought? But anyways, you're saying. Matt Hardy. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so then The Rock, so then, because if they do Cena in The Rock, Cena's gonna be heel anyway. They might as well make him a heel for that match, just like Shawn Michaels was a heel against a guy who shall not be named. And I, th- I just think it would really work out really well. Then Cena can induct him the night before WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And they can either fight or just have a stare down or rip into each other or what have you. And then WrestleMania night, boom, they go at it. Alright, I can see that. I can see that. Well, sir, uh, I believe you had a little something prepared uh, for the fan segment of the show. And uh, if you would like, if you you have that in front of you, um, if you would like to present I- that. I can get it in front of me oh, very quickly. Do you want me to read it to you? That's that'd be, uh, that'd be a little weird. No. That'd be a little weird. Gotta be honest. That'd be a lot. I think it'd be be a little problem with that. But uh, hold yeah. on, Gmail is loading. Gmail is loading. Fantastic. Gmail. Okay, I have my daily. Go for it. Okay. Uh, it's Mad Mike's Top 10 List of the Week. And, uh, seeing as Halloween is approaching, and I've already done the Top 10 Wrestling Costumes you can wear, now I'm going to do the Top 10 Costumes Wrestlers Have Worn. Uh, 
number ten. Okay, we're not doing the sounds afterwards. Number ten. <laughs> there we go. Chris Jericho as Doink the Clown. Number nine. Triple H as Goldust, complete with flamethrower. 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 I, I don't have the email up yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> My sound effects are non-existent. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to pick up for you. Go ahead. Okay. Number eight. You can't see me. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I'm pity fool. <laughs> okay, I got it now. Okay. Number eight. I pity the fool. John okay. Cena and his crew as the A-Team. Excellent. Number seven. <laughs> Sting as NWO Sting. And yes, this happened. Yeah, it did happen. Yeah. Sorg, you have to do the next one. Number six. Do 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 do. do. See, that's that's what makes it different. <laughs> John Cena as Vanilla Ice launch. Here. Well, we, you, yeah, you cut out. You cut out. Read that again. Uh, John Cena as Vanilla Ice launched his entire career. Honorable mention in the same scene: Stephanie as a witch. There you go. <laughs> Alright, number five. I'm back! That was good. I didn't have anything for that one. <laughs> Eric Bischoff as a priest. Okay. Of course, in the infamous wedding. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Number four. Oh, oh, Sean! <laughs> Sean Michaels as The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan. Okay. <laughs> Number three. Nothing but a hound dog. That was weak. Edge and Christian as Fat Elvis and Really Fat Elvis. I remember that. That was good times. <laughs> Number two. Sexy pose. Divas. Any diva, any costume, ever. Okay. All right. And number one. Are you we ready? are the nation of domination. <laughs> DX as the Nation of Domination with The Croc, Belo, Miyazark Henry, The Gunfather, and Jason Sensation as Nugget. See, I think you're missing one major one in here, and that would be NWA as the Four Horsemen. NWO as the Four Horsemen. Yes. Oh, when Nash came out as Arn Anderson? Yes, yes. Not my spot. Yeah, that... Not my dog spot. I, I didn't find that one very funny, though. Oh. You know. Well, uh, no, I, well, I, I guess I, I'm reading a little bit more into it. Just because Arn Anderson had really retired, and it was kind of... Like, because the, the, the DX is the nation thing was entirely planned. Mm-hmm. But Arn Anderson didn't know Kevin Nash was going to impersonate him. True, true, true. Well, that is the fan mail voicemail for this week. Well, we got a voicemail. We'll toss that on the end because it's really just Mad Mike being angry, and we'll get enough of that <laughs> here in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Rage! Rage! <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Lunchbox, what are we listening to? Well, uh, Mr. Sorgatron, we are listening to... To Dragonette, 
Dragonette, a great little band with a female vocalist. Um, the name of the song is I Get Around off of the album Galore from I Surrender Records. Dragonette, I Get Around, Wrestling Mayhem Show. Off, they will flock. <laughs> yeah, flock to another internet. <laughs> 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 
That's right, Wrestling Mayhem Show. This is your Indie Minute, and it's going to be seriously a minute because we don't really have any indie news for you this week. All the shows were last weekend. Nothing's planned for Halloween weekend, of course, with the holidays and everything. So uh, just keep an eye out. Uh, IWCWrestling.com has announced a whole bunch of matches uh, for the November 4th, November Pain 5. I'm sorry, November 14th. Um, some really good stuff there, including uh, Dennis Gregory, that bum, uh, uh, fighting... Bum. Fighting uh, Shima Zion for the uh, IWC belt. So go check that out. If that um, bum brings the belt to Iraq, I'll never forgive him. NWAEast.org having a show again November 14th. Uh, CWF having a show, Showdown in the Swamp up in Port Allegheny November 7th. 7th. And I think myself and the uh, wife of the show will be attending that since it's 20 minutes from her, uh, from her uh, uh, re- relatives up there. Um, and, uh, again, November 14th, Firestorm Pro, uh, November 25th. We are actually scheduled in a couple weeks here to have a discussion with Mr. Uh, Ray Rowe, the Bass Man in IWC, and probably the Bass Man in Cleveland, too. I'll go ahead and give him that one. Um, and other stuff going on. Uh, and Chikara's got a bunch of shows. Check out ChikaraPro.com. We're going to try to start covering them, especially with WrestleFan getting those DVDs and stuff. Maybe uh, we can keep a closer eye on what's going on. In Eastern PA. Uh, again, if you, you know have anybody you think we should be following as far as the independent scene, please let us know at goodtimesatwrestlingmayhemshow.com or tell us how. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, or, or tell us about it over on the uh, on that on the voicemail line at four one two two zero six WMS zero. So this segment, uh, instead of the indie minute, I think we need to throw in the bigger news of the day, which. Rage. Um, I, I, well, Mike. Tell us what happened today. TNA has died. (laughs) TNA has died because they're going to be injected with a lethal dose of poison. The Hulk Hogan. That was my best Vince McMahon. I really... I don't know if I could do it there. That's as good as we get. Uh, Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Of course, there was a uh, a, uh, press conference today at Madison Square Garden. Uh, The word on it was it was going to be about his new book coming out this week. the closest TNA will ever get to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) And they announced Hulk Hogan's coming to TNA. And apparently they're going to have something about it this week on Impact. Uh, don't expect. My to... bet is they're just going to show at the press conference. Yeah, because if they would have taped something at Impact last week, we would have heard about it. This would not have been secret, unless they did a backstage segment, which I don't see them doing that. No, we're going to get. We're probably going to get snippets from this thing uh, that happened this afternoon uh, up in New York. Um, <sighs> really, <sighs> really ballsy. Really ballsy. Uh, doing it right in WWE's backyard, literally in Madison Square Garden. That's uh, that's a shot across the bow, right there, guys. I think uh, I think TNA just officially declared war, and I'm not sure that they're ready to do that. <laughs> oh, they're not. TNA isn't ready to declare war with ROH. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even that's been a losing battle. Um, Balls. Yeah, and TNA's uh, website, all they have on is about Hulk Hogan joining TNA and then uh, Hulk Hogan joining TNA. 
Uh, hmm, both these things. Uh, we had to say Thursday Impact is going to be on. They have a preview up, which is just all these pictures of Hulk Hogan. No, it's not all these pictures. It's the same picture that comes in from different angles. Oh, I got Because apparently oh, that promo has it's, four sides there's but some many good, angles. There's some good motion work there. Oh, man. Oh, man. There's some, that's like some default effects there. Wow. Well, there it is again. There it is again. But well, it's the same thing over and over again. And then crowd. It's the same and one then, picture of all No, no. It's two pictures. It's two pictures. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Go. Go. All right, Sorg, should I tell you what's going to happen with Hogan and TNA? That's speculate. We... No, we no, I, I know. All right, officially it's speculation. Okay. But would it shock anyone if this happened? All right. This next pay-per-view called Turning Point Brother. All right, it's not called Turning Point Brother, but you have AJ, Daniels, and Joe as the main event. Seems like a great main event, right? Okay. Well, here's what's going to happen. Joe's going to win by cheating. He's going to take out Daniels. He's going to take out AJ. And he's going to win. And he's going to be a big heel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Hulk Hogan is going to run down to the ring. He's going to check on AJ Styles. And then AJ's going to be like, go. Go get him. Go get him. Hogan runs in the ring. Joe tries for the uh, for the choke. Hogan back elbows out of it, knocks Joe into the ropes. Big boot, leg drop. Hogan is your new TNA champion. I swear they better not do that. Back I swear it. they better not do this. This is a bad idea on so many. Adrenaline levels. rush, adrenaline rush. So Brother. many levels. This is a bad idea. Um, and then, you know what's gonna happen? It's December pay per view. Angle versus Hogan. <coughs> Which I don't think we've had that, to be honest. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Have we? Yes, we have. <sighs> WWE did it like five years ago. Well, one, you can't do much with him. You can't use Hogan too much as an enhancement talent because he really doesn't have uh, the build to do it. Uh, an enhancement talent when he was fit. He's he runs around. He ran around American Gladiators on a on a cripple cart. <laughs> We found that out on this show, okay? That's exclusive. That is exclusive on this show. I that anywhere else. Yes, I believe my buddy Zinn was telling us about this. Um, yeah, because he's the one that wanted to steal his cripple cart, but didn't think he could take the uh, take the security. Which I don't get that, because he's a ninja. <laughs> it's not like that show stayed around much longer anyway. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what you had to lose there. Um, but... And then when's, when's the last time he's wrestled? He's had more knee surgeries. I, he might have had a hip replaced by this point, okay? And you, uh, you know what else bothers me, and I just realized it? Hmm. You know that whole Hulkamania tour of Australia? Yeah. Where he's wrestling Ric Flair? Yeah. Rumor Coming has. soon to TNA, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Rumor has it that Flair's already in talks to join TNA. I but think there has been negotiate now that now that his good buddy Hulk Hogan is involved, I I would not be surprised. Now, isn't there talk? Let me see here. I think I had some notes. Are you gonna bring up the Sting retirement tour angle? No. Sting versus Hogan, Sting versus Nash, Sting versus Steiner, and Sting versus Flair. There's your retirement tour. 
Well, true. Also true. Um, oh, God, I hate you, TNA. Where is Bischoff in all this? Oh, one, one Bischoff specu- has also been signed to TNA. So Bischoff is now involved in TNA. Correcto. Great. No, that is great. Because, honestly, if anybody could bring that place around, I think it's Eric Bischoff. <laughs> yes, because I know you Russo laugh at me. Bischoff so oh, no, no, before. but... Hogan's not a fan of uh, Vince Russo from what what uh, ProWrestling.net has been saying. Mm-hmm. Hogan's a fan of money. Mm-hmm. Hogan's already done the most important thing he's going to do in TNA, and that's make a lot of money. And, and also consider, you know, what? well, Eric, okay, Eric Bischoff's a part of it. Are they signing him on as talent, or is he going to be a backstage guy? I mean, is he part of the team? What, what, have, we, what have we heard? Well, let's find out. You know how I would book Hulk Hogan in TNA? Hmm. You wouldn't. And no, no. If I had to, if I was forced to. If you decided the best way to use Hulk Hogan in TNA. An eight-month-long feud with Jay Lethal. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. As the Mega Powers and yes, uh, the yes, Mega Powers collide. Lethal have have we'll, we'll have Lethal Mania. And As God splits his creed, turn on Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. and then Jay Lethal gets saved by his good friend Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Hogan completely plays it off like it is Savage. Jay Lethal, uh, let's soak Hal Val on his shoulder, and there's uh, Hulk Hogan holding her butt to keep her from falling. Mm, yes, yeah. soak yeah. Hal Val butt. There you go. There you go. Um, I like that. I like that. no, no but seriously. Too. I would have him... Oh, dear. I mean, one, keep him out of the ring. Uh, I, can, I know, it's not going to happen. It's hold not going to happen. Hold on. Okay. Hulk Hogan is signed with TNA and is bringing Eric Bischoff and Jason Harvey with him. Who? Of course. Jason Harvey, Eric Bischoff's business partner. Oh, is The it? older brother from the Wonder Years. Yeah! The guy from the Wonder Years is involved in TNA. Oh, Great. My this mind is going to be celebrity championship wrestling title. Uh, oh, what was that? Asked what? About Vince Russo and said, as long as Russo knew his place in the company, everything would be fine. Uh, it was insinuated that Hogan would be a major on-screen character, but would not wrestle regularly. Thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Pay-per-views. You're going to have pay-per-view in, matches. In other words, he's going to get one pay-per-view in every month. Maybe every other, you never know. I mean, I, I also I'm seeing uh, guest referee spots. Uh, oh, he's not. Yeah, you have to be able to bend down for that one sword. What kind of horrible music entrance music are we going to get as a replacement for him? A terrible autistic child trying to play. Um, voodoo child. Voodoo, yeah, there you go, voodoo child. So Jimmy Char- Jimmy, Jimmy Hart's going to write another one. You're saying? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, that was a little rough for Jimmy Hart. Um, no, actually, big no, fan, accurate. big fan. He's fan involved in WrestleLicious. He deserves for him, but accurate. Yes, um, I mean that's what it just turns into when they try to do music like that on something like TNA. Uh, Bischoff, Hervey, Entertainment Television. Wow, wow. Okay. I hope they bring in Dennis Rodman to feud with Pac-Man Jones. So I mean, they've signed these guys up. What other reason would it be than to revamp the product? Dude, if you're trying to revamp with Hulk Hogan, you're already failing on a massive level. No, 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 no. From a marketing mind, from a marketing perspective, Hulk Hogan is absolutely perfect. Look what it did to WCW. 
Yeah, look what it did to WCW. But in the long run, yeah. Well, the in the long run, it was poor management that killed it. It was poor management from the top down that killed it. Now, TNA is a different structure, you know, whatever you think of that, you know, uh, but it's not the same thing as uh, the red-headed stepchild of Turner Broadcasting that WCW was back in the day. But you also can't do the same thing that they did with Hogan back in the day, too, because it's already been done. Well, and you can't have Hogan do 12 pay-per-views a year because he'll freaking fall apart. Well, but no, no, they're not going to... could, sorry. They, they, yeah. They, they, can't, they can't build him, build the shows around him like they used to. He can be a part of the show, and just him being a part of the show will be enough to put his name on the pay-per-views to sell pay-per-views. Fish off. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I go ahead, to, go I ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, well, so it's just as far as Bischoff's role, um, he might be on TV, but his role is on the programming end. He's not booking, he's involved in getting TNA new programming. So he's. So you think he's going to act as a, uh, a liaison for, uh, like, between them and, and other networks, maybe? I think so, because it like, says... It says his partnership with TNA is via his Bischoff Hervey Entertainment Company. Okay, which he's, is a marketing and television development company. Right. So, and, and you can tell even by the way that he talks in the interviews about uh, their venture into uh, uh, Australia. He's talking about television vehicles and, and, and ways and DVD mm-hmm. vehicle for this and everything. I mean, it's from a different perspective. Than being a booker, um, they're also. Well, they're, I mean, T- we've mentioned in the past. TNA's talked about doing a knockout show and an X division show. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess Bischoff will be making that happen. Yeah, and I guess he would be the guy to do it. So, well, that, that that could not be that bad. Mm-hmm. So that's just Bischoff. Though. I mean, God but yeah, I mean, we we, I mean, our top end person that knows how that stuff works was Jeff Jarrett up to this point. And, sorry, he's a wrestler. He's not, I mean, he, he knows a bit of promoting from his dad or whatnot, but he doesn't know how to run a big company. And even Dixie Carter, as good a job as they have been doing in their, their work with you know Panda Energy, they don't know, you know the ins and outs like an Eric Bischoff does. So, hmm. Yeah, but, uh, alright, I get the fact that Bischoff's going to come on to be a liaison through Spike TV, but... How is that exactly going to help TNA? It's not like Eric Bischoff is a power in the television marketing world. Actually, the only he's, actually he kind of is. Well, he's I, produced several. Anymore. He yes, he's still brokering deals and he's still producing several television series. He did the CCW, which did get great ratings as far as CMT is concerned. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, but you great ratings on CMT is a point five rating. But that still made them money. They were and huge that's overseas. that's a fact, and that's the truth, and that's all half of these shows expect to do is make money with that. Mm-hmm. TNA is a blockbuster compared to half the shit on cable, and you know the only reason we we put it down so much because it's not as big as WWE because WWE is the bar. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's also worth mentioning that um, I mean Bischoff. He has a unique perspective because he does know how to work the TV industry, but he spent so much time in and around the wrestling business that he knows 
how to well so in he's theory, the perfect he's the in perfect theory he knows how to marry this so thing. he's the perfect liaison between the two and grand but, the, the falls and the downfalls of WCW and everything again I still think are more things that were outside of his control you know there were there were mistakes he made but there are other things outside of his control that really led to the downfall of oh yeah it wasn't exclusively his fault that that ECW went under it was a, a thousand other or things. WCW that's what <laughs> did I say. I don't know what I said. You I'm, said you said ECW. I'm probably higher retarded. <laughs> okay. I'm voting for both. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> but oh no, sorry. Go for it. Go, go, go ahead. No, I got nothing. <laughs> That's all you got. Oh, okay. Um, um, but you know, as as far as Bischoff's like biggest success though. Sorry, were you, were you done with Fox? I'm sorry. Yeah, he's um, just kind of crying. I thought he, I thought he was going to be like balled up in a corner, and when I turned around, there. it's all good. So oh, okay, <laughs> go ahead. Seriously, uh, all right. <laughs> but when um, Bischoff was working on Nitro, he was talking to the owner of the network. Okay, like he, like Turner was literally giving him every single thing that he wanted. Yeah, so he wasn't exactly working the networks. Mm-hmm. He was just asking for things. But he knew how to deal with the networks and how they operate. And he still does that to this day. So it's not like he's gotten rusty. Because since he's been in WWE, he's been working on reality television. And whatever you think of it, he's still in the business and he knows what he's doing. Alright, well I guess we'll just have to see how it turns out. (laughs) Yeah, more or less. Let's speculate all we want. Um... That is our job. That is our job. That is what we don't get paid for. Um, you don't get paid? Hmm. Moving on! <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Let's uh, tell you what. Let's go ahead and hit a break, and next up we'll talk about... I believe there's some stuff that happened in UFC We that, uh, again, one of us wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Or, or is that rage been overshadowed by the Hogan rage? Oh no! Still very oh, rageful about all, that. All the rage is married together. Okay, really. now I've only heard what happened, so this is going to be you too, uh, DJ Lunchbox. What are we preparing for the rage with? Um, well, good yawn, Sorgatron. Um, we will be listening to a sound by Circulatory System. Uh, the name of this song is "Round Again" off of Signal Morning, a great album from Cloud Recordings. Uh, it's a fun little song, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, once again, circul- circulatory system round again, wrestling mayhem show. Enjoy.
I hate you like a spinal infection. Hey, listen up. This is SJK doing James Keenan. You're listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. DJ Lunchbox of the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Oh, I'm sorry, champ. I think I ate your chocolate squirrel. At WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Really? Really? Are you fucking kidding me? Hulk Hogan signed with T and fucking A? God damn it. It's fucking WCW Light. Really? I mean, classy girls. Classy girls drink Miller Lite. Trashy fans watch TNA. That, that's what it comes down to. It's TNA fucking Lite. It's the it's it's the Miller Lite of wrestling products now. I mean, and it's not really beer. It tastes like beer flavored water. That's what TNA is. It's like watching wrestling flavored fucking water. It, the last thing that was fucking something bullshit flavored water was. Limp Bizkit uh, fucking album. Remember that? Chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water? Yeah. TNA. Wrestling flavored water. Fuck TNA. God. No. Really? And Eric Bischoff, too. Why the hell would Eric Bischoff sign with TNA? Huh? Did anybody answer me that? Will, you answer me. I mean, most fuck. You answer me. No? No, you can't answer it either. Sorry, how about you? You want to answer? No? Okay, that's what I thought. Damn you, TNA. Damn you to eternal hell. Seriously. I'm out. Well, now that we've been damned to hell for TNA's doings, <laughs> fantastic. Doc Remedy chiming in on the voicemail. Coming that in. was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> well, it, it popped up during the break. I was like, oh, uh, we're playing this. I couldn't even tell who it was because it was on my laptop speakers, but shit. I couldn't. I couldn't. That was that was remedy. That was remedy. <laughs> Didn't sound like him at I all. Know. I, I <laughs> thought. I thought wrestle fans' balls had dropped. Oh, oh, oh. there it is. <laughs> That's right. That's right, wrestle fan. You're going to be Doc Remedy. This is what you have to look forward to. Congratulations. Congratulations. Talking so. Talking about the nutsack, baby, this evening. About the nutsack, baby, tonight. Talking about the nutsack. Baby, this evening, gotta get the nutsack, gotta get the nutsack, right? Nut we have an announcement in the chat room. We have an announcement? What? Oh, in the chat oh. room. Invisifriend uh, has an announcement. I don't know what's going does. on. She does. She does. Hey, you hold on. You hold on. We're going to get well, you on ha- the phone. Happy early birthday to, to Miss Ashley Hoover. We're going to get her on the phone so she can do this announcement oh. properly. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, excellent. Yes. Oh wait, was her was her last round this week? What's going on? What's happening? It's ringing. It's ringing. All right, all right, she Matt. Better you, fucking answer. I will mute myself. Yeah, I'll mute you. Hello, Miss Ashley. Hi. Oh God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's happening? Then? Welcome to the Mayhem Show. You are live. It's so funny watching the stream and then hearing you on the phone because 
completely off. <laughs> That's entirely correct. So. Wonderful. How are we doing, friends? <laughs> I'm pretty excellent. Fantastic, fantastic. A little tired. Yay. That's good to hear. Hi, Sorgi. So, how you doing? Hi. How you doing, Ashley? I'm fabulous. So I hear I, you... I have a little announcement to make to the Mayhem show. Okay. Um, as of Thanksgiving uh, of this year, I will be relocating. And where will you and be? And I will be moving from the newest of Hampshire's to the Berg that they call the Pit. Fantastic. Woo! <laughs> Um, I do have a couple of, you know, uh, I, I guess guidelines that I will be going by that, you know, uh, I, I need people to understand that when I do make this move, um, I am and forever will be a asshole. So I will be a, pit, a, a transplant into the city that, that's, that you call home. That's fine. Most of us are. Um, also... No, I couldn't move to Cuba, WrestleFan. <laughs> what would do you even do? know what that is on a map? Do they even have radio in Cuba? Yes, but they are all made out of coconuts. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, um, second of all, um, I hate to break hearts, but the only black and gold that I will be to support the Bruins. The Bruins, ooh. Um, um, and... If not the Bruins, I will support the Pens. However, um, I, I, I will never, under any circumstances, okay, maybe some circumstances, support the Steelers. Um, well, it's been great having you on the show. We're going to let you go. <laughs> 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 Ashley plus coconuts equals win? Dan, <laughs> Mike, what are you on? <laughs> However, uh, if, the, if the Steelers do play the Jets or the Cowboys, um, again, sorry, Mad Mike, um, I will be rooting for the Steelers completely. Hey, uh, tell <laughs> tell them what you told me about. Oh. Tell them what you told me about the Yankees. Oh, um, what did I tell you about the Yankees? Uh, that they suck. <laughs> well, obviously. And I will completely cheer on the Phillies in the series because the Yankees um, are, um, well, you know that, like, crap that you get at the bottom of your shoe? <laughs> like it's on your shoe right now, DJ Lunchbox? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> they they kind of make up that crap. They're not, even, they're not even good enough to be considered the crap that you step in. They're like the crap that makes the crap that you step in. Oh, okay. Some expensive crap, though. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, shit's expensive, didn't you know? Um, and, um, um, what else was I going to say? I completely, I, I was in such a earlier this morning, and now I completely forget everything I was going to say. Hey, how's that um, Manchester Star going? What's that? How's that Manchester Star going? Oh, Manchester Star is, um, it's going well. 
um, I am in the top 15, and I um, will be singing again on Monday night. I'm still trying to decipher what song I'm singing. I've been singing all day, and my throat is really, uh, my voice is really not cooperating with me, but, Ooh, no you know, good. I still have so many days to get over it. Um, <laughs> Mike says, I still believe. I know, but I'm not singing that one. I've already ruled that one out. Um, we're working on it. I'm sorry, okay? Don't cry. I understand you're a little sensitive, but no, sorry. Um, I am singing, I, I am singing against a seven-year-old girl. Um, <laughs> and I will crush her dreams. Actually, she's more like, what, 14? Um, but, uh, I'm... Are you sure it's not Russell Fan and Drag? What's that? Russell Fan and Drag. What? Shit, was that out loud? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um, but I am singing in the competition. I made it into the top 15. Thank you guys for all of your votes and all of the support. I really, truly appreciate it. And, um, I need... Next round is on Monday. I need to make it into the top ten. Um, I did perform this past Sunday um, at the Radisson for some, like, Greater Manchester AIDS banquet of sorts. And um, so I sang Winnie Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, because it was a request. And so I did it, and it went okay. Um, I believe that performance should be up on the website by the end of the week. It's manchesterstar.net. You can go and check it out. Um, also, I believe voting is already open on there. So if you want to vote, it's a dollar per vote. And, and I will be to um, if you do so, because it's awesome. So, um, and I have to give a big kudos to Mad Mike, who uh, went crazy last time and voted. Um, and I totally appreciate that. And I believe I had the second highest Of course, I did check, I did check, check the website. It does say voting's currently closed, uh, but as soon as that's opened, uh, you will be getting all the Twitters and the website posts uh, to find out where you need to go to check that out. Exactly, and um, yeah, we'll be we'll be hooking you up with all the details as to when and where. Um, as of right now, the songs that I'm choosing between are, and I will let you out uh, there. Um, Mariah Carey, Vision of Love, Mariah Carey, Without You, Carrie Underwood's last name, and something else that I still haven't figured out. I don't even know. I'm trying to work with my voice because it's a little shot right now, and I don't want to necessarily kill myself. Um, but totally, you know, love you guys for all of your votes and all that fun stuff. Oh, Russell fans, stop crying. I'm just picking on you because you can. Uh, because I can. Um, but yeah. Um, Thanksgiving, Boston comes to Pittsburgh. Excellent. And, and it will be, uh, wow. Um, let me just say, um, 
Stork, you might want to get your bail money ready because Missy and I are going to. We might need it. Well, she she got a practice run with the with the getting shit faced this weekend, so. Uh... So she's she's getting she's getting. I know. There. I, saw, I saw all the tweets and let me oh, tell you. You see the pictures. <laughs> that girl, I love her. Yeah, yeah. She she kind of had a lot of fun at the open bar Saturday night with uh, uh, um, some some friends of ours, uh, including I Big Daddy say, shit. Um, when when I when I get out there, the one thing I want to do is I want to hit up um, I want to hit up the uh, sing things. The dueling piano place that we went to uh, when your wife told me that I had to do a shot of wild turkey. And I said that, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to cry. And you tweeted that. And I freaking love that. Um, but anyway, um, I wanted to uh, to go back there because um, I wanted them to do, um, for my birthday, a combination of New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys mashup and i know people would probably pay them to stop but quite frankly that would make me very happy so yes i want to come back and sing things and then just go out on the town so yay Mm. (laughs) oh and if anybody's looking for um well i mean i'm I'm going to stay out there but i'm I'm going to be getting my own place eventually Instead of just crashing at your house, Sorgie. Yeah, well, we got the rooms. <laughs> if anybody is looking for a roommate or any sort of situation, look at this up. We'll, we'll pass it on. You can go ahead and send them to uh, Good Times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com or, or, or the hotline and, 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 and let Ashley know you have a room available. This could get interesting, actually. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Ashley. We have some stuff to get to, but thank you for letting us know what's going on that. Again, we'll have everything about the Manchester Star competition over on WrestlingMayhemShow.com as it comes up. And make sure you get your change out from under the couch so you can help the Boys and Girls Club and Ashley win the contest. Yep. Yay! <laughs> all right, we're going to let you go before uh, Lunchbox's phone dies. If it didn't already. Did it, did uh, yep, oh, yeah, there it goes. That was great timing. Good timing. Battery to good time. go for radio use. All right. Um, oh, 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 we've got Matt and Mike. Wait, my, right. offer, my offer for voting for Miss Hoover still stands. If someone sends in a paid receipt that you voted for Miss Ashley Hoover 25 times, Mad Mike will write you a song. There you go. There you go. And we'll put that on the site. Remind me when that gets up there uh, to put that on the site, Mad Michael. We will put that out to everybody. Retweet it. Uh, you know how to do it through the Mayhem uh, Twitter. Uh, yes. We'll do that. So uh, she's in the top. Get, get her in the top ten. How many more of these are there? <laughs> I believe it goes two more rounds. Two more rounds? That's what, so, that's so what just, I thought I read. Down to ten. I'm, I'm sure. If down we, to if, six. I'm sure if we asked her a few minutes ago, she would have told us. And down to six, and they probably select from there. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Manchesterstar.net. If you go over to, I believe, week two, and they have all the videos on this little scroll thing. If you look at the week two uh, rewind, about five minutes in, uh, you'll be able to check uh, Ashley's first performance over there. So, uh, did you just blog while we did this lunchbox? No. No, but there's a new blog up on my blog. <laughs> there's Damn a it. new blog up on your blog. Somebody blogged on my blog. blog. Uh, Mad Mike, 
Oh, and by the way, yes. the Yankees are going to destroy Philly. I hope so. Fuck Philly. Yay, thank you, Sorg. I, I'm just anti-Philly in general. Yeah, Philly I'm does aware of that. Balls. That's why I thought I'd have everyone's support. I mean, part of me is like, ah, it's Philadelphia. They kind of need to get thrown a bone. But nah, nah, fuck they it. They won don't last year. Don't, don't even worry about it. Don't they even worry about it. They won goddamn last year. Yeah. Plus, they have Humanitarian of the Year, Michael Vick there now. Hmm. So, Rage Part 2, Mad Mike. Uh, and this is YouTube, because I haven't seen UFC. Uh, I don't know what the deal's going on with there, so please. Well, which, um, Mad Mike, which which thing are you raging over? Because there's two things I, to be raged for. Please about. explain what happened. Are we are we talking about title the pay-per-view fight. or the other thing? The title fight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. Well, you you know what? You have more right to be angry about this than I do, because I only heard about it. You actually saw it. I would have I been more see- pissed because I've been looking forward to this fight for ages. But uh, I was in Baltimore doing activities, and uh, it was activity time. I col- uh, activities he means activities in the butt. I colored in a book with my butt. <laughs> you know how hard it is to hold the crayon still and stay in the lines? <laughs> that is some hip I control, usually use markers. <laughs> Uh, bad Mike, tell, tell, tell us tell us about the fight, sir. Alright, well, fight was really good. I, I, I enjoyed the fight a lot. a lot. I heard a lot of people didn't like it because it wasn't your typical knockdown, drag him out fight. But it was very much like a thinking man's fight. Because you could see, like, they were making a lot of moves without making moves. Because neither, the, like, Shogun never got knocked to the ground. Not once. Mm-hmm. And he was landing a lot of really stiff shots on Machida the whole match. And, there, I mean, there were a few times where they would get into it, like, like hot and heavy hitting. Mm-hmm. But should, um, for should... the most part, it was a lot like a, just kind of like an MMA chess match is mm-hmm. how I described it. We should point out that we're talking about um, UFC 104, which took place this uh, past Saturday, and uh, the main event of Lyoto Machida versus Mauricio Shogun Hua. Haha. Yes, I'm sorry, I forgot to That's bring right. that up. But, um, but yeah, it went, like, all five rounds. And the way me... I went with my buddy Steve, and... He he even wanted Machida to win, and he had conceded that Shogun beat him. Just because Shogun was dominating the fight, Machida was Machida never really like fought back. Never really had Shogun against the ropes, whereas Machida almost got knocked out a few times. And I think we scored it at least three rounds to Shogun, if not four. Yet the judges. Unanimous decision for the champion, Mashida. Everyone in in the um, Buffalo Wild Wings I was in was just absolutely pissed off. There was even a bullshit chant inside a restaurant. Uh, it that was, that was just, typical for Hooters. <laughs> yeah, but um, like. Everyone was so pissed off. Everyone I saw on Twitter that was watching it was blowing up. Blair Butler was fuming about it, even though she was she was rooting for Mashida. And she said there's finally a formula to um, 
to keep that belt, and I told her that the formula was have your name be Mashita, and she agreed. But um, my rage has subsided a little bit because since then, um, Dana White has said there will be a rematch. It makes sense for there to be a rematch. Hold on a second. What What happened? He just he said, hold on a second. Whoa, something's going on in the Mad Mike cave. Something's happening in the Mad Mike cave. So so what are you... Okay, sorry. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I had to to tell my mom to get me the meatloaf. Huh. What? Ma, the meatloaf. See what I did there? Never mind. (laughs) Um, But Dana White has already said there will be a rematch. So that does make me feel a little bit better about it. Hmm. But I just really hope Dana, like, that they didn't get um, uh, Mashita the belt because they want Mashita for Silva because that match is not going to happen. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like a screw job. It really, really did. Well, um, over on uh, CageReport.com, uh, they, they actually got a hold of uh, Cecil Peoples, which is one of the judges uh, who judged the fight. And uh, his score of forty-eight, forty-seven in front in score in favor of Machida. And uh, here's just a little bit of what he had to say. Um, first of all, what you need to understand is from where the judges are sitting, we get to see things the fans at home may miss. Mauricio Rua was being aggressive, but it wasn't effective aggressiveness, which is what we as the judges look for when scoring a fight. The way I saw it, Lyoto was scoring was landing more cleaner and damaging strikes throughout the fight. If you take a look at the judging criteria, clean strikes are valued more so than the quantity of strikes landed. Although Rua threw a lot of low kicks, they were not as damaging as Lyoto's diverse attack in the earlier rounds, which is why I scored the first three rounds from Machida. You have to keep in mind we always favor the fighter who is trying to finish the fight, and leg kicks certainly don't do that. So, um, a little bit of explanation from one of the uh, judges involved there. Machida wasn't trying to finish the fight either. Machida was running scared. Uh, that for anyone who's seen the fight, that doesn't that makes absolutely no sense to me. Mm. Because Machida was getting like he wasn't really connecting that much with Shogun. Shogun was on the attack the whole time. He ha- he was controlling the octagon. He was controlling exactly where he wanted Machida to go. Mm-hmm. And. I could maybe see if it went to split decision to give the match to Machida, but a unanimous decision is fucking bullshit. It's absolutely bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, there is. Go ahead. Uh, there is there is a bit of other news out of the world of MMA, um, and it's uh, everybody's favorite. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Brock, knife on my chest, Lesnar. Stab me in the heart. Uh, Brock Lesnar was scheduled for uh, UFC 106 for his next title defense against uh, Shane Carwin. Um, fight was <coughs> much. <coughs> mu- <coughs> what? That's what he's doing right now. Oh yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar <laughs> may or may not have the Swain flu. <laughs> Um, according to a report from Yahoo Sports, Brock Lesnar has been forced, quote-unquote, to withdraw from his upcoming UFC heavyweight champion defense against Sean Carwin at UFC 
106. Uh, reports say that he's been sick for three and a half weeks, unable to train. Fight is a month away, and Lesnar said, not so much. Uh, unsurprisingly, Dana White supporting Lesnar by saying uh, that he's never quote, that he is quote never been this sick in his life. Uh, the company was scrambling, trying to figure out what to do, uh, and what they've settled on is they rescheduled the fight, moved it to UFC 108, uh, airing on January 2nd, that is according to Shane Carwin uh, via his Twitter account, and they bumped up Forrest Griffin, Tito Ortiz 2 to the main event slot of UFC 106. Hmm. So, um, now I'm going to go ahead and say this on behalf of Dawn Papuga, who is not with us this week as she is uh, settling into her new digs. Um, fuck Brock Lesnar, he's being a pussy, uh, he is just playing head games, he's not actually sick, he's screwing around, and of course Dana White is backing him. That, that, I believe, is uh, would be Dawn's theory in the situation. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and, and while I do think that is possible... Um, I don't, I don't know, honestly. I don't know what to think about it. I don't know if it's, uh... That's possible, but at the same time, he could just have the swine flu. So, yeah. yeah, Brock Lesnar doesn't seem like the guy to try and play head games. I mean, Brock, in his MMA career, he's been pretty, like, aggressive. He doesn't seem like the guy who would back out of a fight for no good reason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's... And he's <laughs> he's basically some of the toughest, and he hasn't backed out of them. I don't think this guy would be uh, any other story. You're there. Maybe Bud Light was sponsoring UFC 104 and Coors Light is sponsoring mm, UFC 108. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> but yeah, that's the, uh, that's the news in the, um, in the world of MMA currently. Um, oh, uh, there was one other thing. Um, CBS, which is very weird to say and also see this, CBS has started running commercials, and they're going to be running a special, if they haven't already, uh, getting to know your Russian, getting to know your new Russian overlord. Um, <laughs> it's a, that's not the name of it, but it's a, it's a special all about, um, uh, uh, fucking... Fedor. Thank you. Uh, Fedor Emelianenko, uh, about his training schedule, and, uh, so, they're, they're really, they're hyping his fight, uh, his, up, his upcoming fight. Yeah, the wacky oh, world and, of um, MMA. Lunchbox, you're more in tune to the world of MMA than I am. Has there been anything made of the Kim Kotor Terra Tarantula Victoria Verone fight? Um, I haven't heard anything. The last thing I heard was they had some kind of altercation on TNA. Everybody swore up and down that it wasn't planned, except for that it was planned. Um, I haven't heard yeah, anything, so anything no, as far. No as buzz at all. No, no, nobody seems to care. Um, there is something in the delicious account about how long it's been planned and where it's going. Um, <laughs> this feud, which hasn't gotten much buzz anyway, has already fallen at the first hurdle. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's over at uh, divadirt.com, a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, there's basically nothing's going on with it. I, I don't know if they followed anything up on TNA this week. And yay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, if that's all the MMA, let's go ahead and hit the music break, and we will be uh, right back to talk uh, bragging rights. Bragging rights. And, uh, bragging rights. 
the other wrestling news and everything going on. And uh, before we sign off here, uh, Lunchbox, what is that Jizzy Jazzy Jam for the next break? Well, this, out of all three songs that we've, been, we've played on here on this Mayhem show, what Mayhem show is it? On this here Mayhem show 191. 191. It's one of those things that's the same forward as it is backwards. This, this has my favorite band title. EGADS! E- With a Z. E-G-A-D-Z. And an exclamation part. Mm-hmm. Uh, from their album, EGADS is Dead. Aww. That is very fun to say. EGADS is Dead. The name of the song is Clear the Battlefields uh, from EGADS is Dead off of the uh, uh, Kid Without Radio record label. Um, EGADS! Clear the Battlefields. Wrestling Mayhem Show 191. Enjoy.
Hey, I'm Hutch Jr. from Berg's Eye View. My show's at www.bergseyeview.com. You're listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. And if you're checking it live, that makes it Tuesday night. Coming to you straight out of Beachview from the International Studio, a broadcasting powerhouse in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Sorgatron, DJ Lunchbox, Doc Remedy, Mayhem Missy, and some considerable influence from 161st Street. Mad Mike brings it from the Bronx. The outstanding Wrestling Mayhem crew chronicles everything wrestling and sometimes even goes off topic. Check them out on Tuesdays, 8 o'clock at www.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. You can get in on the live chat and all that. Okay, they're going to chop me. See ya. Chachi, don't you chop me. You're going to be mayor one day. Hello, Wrestling Mayhem Show. It's a Santino Morel. I was listening to your podcast last week, and it gave me an idea for a love song for my Maria. <clears throat> when I rip off your clothes despite you, you all say, no, that's raping. That's raping. When I slap, when my cock hits your face with a violent embrace, that's raping. That's raping. When you're bound and you're gagged and I pound that tight ass, that's raping. That's raping. When I bust on your face just like chicken dances, that's raping. Oh, I'm such a rapist. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the one, the only... It's Mad Mike and the Wrestling Mayhem Show. At WrestlingMayhemShow.com yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Back. We are back. We are the Wrestling Mayhem Show, and just like Colt 45, we work every time. Damn right. And during the break, DJ Lunchbox lit a uh, candy cigarette. See? Yes. So, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And made for interesting smells as well mm. in the studio. <laughs> mm. That's what she said. Whoa. So, bragging rights right here in Pittsburgh this past weekend was absolutely fantastic. And and the Mayhem crew Lucky took... Lucky bastards. Oh, yes. That was a great show. I was worried, but it turned out pretty good, I think. I was a big fan of it. Uh, you saw it. I, I thought that Yes, I saw it with commentary. Saw it with commentary. I was going to say, because I I don't know how it came off on TV, and judging by the comments that I've been reading, apparently that's a varying, wildly varying opinion of how well the pay-per-view was. Um, I I can tell you live, I I was sitting uh, in the igloo. uh, If you were looking on TV side, like the lower right, I was probably just off most of the shots, uh, but but I was second row from the boards. Uh, when they, uh, when Cena and Orton went up in the crowd, that was over on the other side of Igloo, but then they came over right in front of us. So I'm probably on camera somewhere with my mayhem shirt. So, um, I, I thought it was a great show. I, I again, I love getting, getting, uh, uh, good seats for pay-per-view since there's actually going to be good action through the whole thing. You know, I would never get seats like that. I would never pay what I did for that for SmackDown or Raw ever. And uh, <laughs> I and, and we're even treated to uh, Paul Birchall versus Christian. Hot damn! Was a great surprise at the beginning there. So I was. I still match. feel bad for Christian. 
you know what? He's on top of where he's at, which is still the equivalent of TNA. So it's not that bad. So he gets the fight. Well, no, no. I mean, I mean, I don't feel bad for him being on ECW. I'm fine. I just wish ECW would get some pay per view love. That is true. That is true. Not just dark match love. And it was an ECW title match too. So. Which doesn't make any sense because Yoshitatsu is supposed to be in the world contender. Oh, yeah, that doesn't mean they won't have anything in the meantime. That was a dark match, so it's not like it actually counts. Um, so the paper the review, um, what'd you think? Mad Mike. Oh. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. The only, the only thing that did bother me was um, you kind of... Knew that Smith was going to win. Okay. They they kind like you you at least knew that the SmackDown Divas were going to win. Really? And I mean, yes. Everybody keeps oh, saying yeah. that. I so did, just, did I miss something? It's just because Miz won the first match. Okay. No, and, if Miz won and, the and first also, match, why would the Raw Divas win the second one and make that seven completely? Also, I I, I, you know. I did not get to hear the concept that that it was going to be like best two out of three for uh, those matches. Uh, I presume that was explained at the beginning of the pay per view. Well, um, it wasn't really explained. It was just like there are three bragging rights matches, and yeah, I, I mean, I guess I guess it was explained then, but yeah, but even like Cole said at the start of the Divas match, they're like. Hey, King, you know, if the Raw Divas win this, we get the trophy. Okay, so they were... Like, okay. They, they were playing that so, up. Yeah, that's that's a little rough, and that's a problem when you have... Anytime you have a two out of three, it's like you know you're going to get to the final one, you know. Like, yeah, like but, this. you know, as soon as I saw that trophy, I knew Jericho was winning that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's the first thing. It's like that, we're, we were talking that that's going to be carried around... Like uh, the Owen Hart Slammy Award for the next like at least few months, so and I, was, I, was, I hope he carries it around all year until next year's bragging rights. Yes, yes, that would be also would be pretty awesome. Amazing. Or or at least every time you see him in the locker room, it's beside the trophy is right there in the locker room. You know, I mean, it's a little big to be carrying out all the time, but uh, and also the shots they got, like when they got the, the shot. Of the cup, and you saw both teams at, at at the angle off of it. That was that was awesome. It was a really cool shot. Like me, uh, Steve and I were wondering if they specifically like made sure that the curvature of the trophy was so that you could get both teams on either side. <laughs> it might be. It might be. So I also like the fact that the ring ropes were divided into Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, I looked. I was like, I was like, the ropes are different. Holy shit, the ropes are different. I saw it. It's just taped. Really, that's all it is. They just taped these ones different. Uh, but yeah, that's. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Miz and Morrison was pretty good. How'd that come off on TV? I came off pretty well. Yeah, it came off really well when um, when Miz when Miz capitalized off the Miz Starship pain. And just Miz, Miz and Morrison played the camera very much, so mm-hmm. it it was a really good way to start. And that's to be that's the thing where where I think I lose when I'm on on a on a you know ringside like that or not, not ringside but in a live show like that. One you know of course the commentary you're not hearing what the story is you know why are you interested, um, but 
Also, you know, missing those facial expressions, so we don't really get a lot of that. Also, like, we're watching this, and it really feels like we're watching the same kind of match we would see in, like, say, an IWC or independent wrestling, like, really good promotion like that. It has, you know, really good, really good work matches, uh, working matches. Uh, it, it, but it felt like it was in slow motion in comparison, in person at least. And and we had an interesting discussion about that afterwards. Um well, I mean, they can't. They kind of can't do it at full speed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because when you're doing an indie show, you don't have to worry about a camera getting all the shots in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just everything. And you don't have a, a huge crowd to play up to. Like if an indie show, if the crowd's into your match, they're into your match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the WWE show, you kind of have kicks, to work for it a little bit. Kicks, kicks were very deliberate, but it's again, you know, they got to see them all the way in section F, which you know, and and the whole place was full, by the way. They were all the way up to the rafters, as far as people seated. Uh, no tarp offs, nothing. It was it was really good. That crowd was probably the hottest I've seen in Pittsburgh. Um, big surprise for me of the night, um, I, other than a couple a couple of the interesting characters, which I'll get into in a little bit. But the SmackDown versus Raw stuff, the crowd ate it up in person. I don't know how it came off on TV. Did you guys hear the Let's Go Raw, Let's Go SmackDown? Uh, chance that we're going on? Um, a little bit. Because I wasn't sure, because they seemed it like... It didn't come off as well on TV. They, it was pretty strong in person. So I was wondering about it, because it seemed like it was starting off over at the end, kind of the end of the arena, you know, and, and I know, it, you know, stuff gets going over there and doesn't always come off on TV, but, um, but I, people were really getting into that match, and I was really surprised at that. Um, and also, I don't think anybody was really kind of crapped on in that match. Everybody got a shot. Their complaints, you know, again, make the mistake of reading on the internet, but a lot of people are like, well, what was the point of this? Nobody got elevated. Nobody got anything. I think everybody had a pretty good spot to get in there and showcase themselves on a pay-per-view in a major match, and you look what they did to Kofi Kingston the next day. You know what? That... That's something that always bothers me when they're like, well, nobody got elevated, or this person got over, and this person didn't get over. Not every single fucking match has to be to get a person over. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, if they're not getting squashed, they're on TV, they're having TV time. Sometimes that's enough. Like, this this big, huge bragging rights match? Yeah, okay, so nobody got elevated. You know what? It was an entertaining match. I don't know. The Hart Dynasty was in there. The Hart Dynasty had a really good mix-up with uh, Shawn Michaels, at which point I'm like... I love that. Hey! Hey, did this... Damien Boy Smith's kid, wait, this is like 1992 again, right? (laughs) I mean, with Shawn Michaels and everything. And and I would love to see, like, like... Heart Dynasty versus DX kind of thing going mm-hmm. on, or maybe we'll see them against like a Shawn Michaels or something. But just you know, getting in there and getting over on them gives them a little bit of rub. Our Truth was looking good. Kofi got a good, a good run in there. I mean, I, I think everybody looks. Swagger's gut wrench power bomb on Finley mm-hmm. was epic. Yeah, that was one of the spots of the match for me, just because Finley is a big motherfucker, mm-hmm. and Swagger just came in. It was like a scooping gut-wrench powerbomb. It was amazing. Side note on that, I think it was during this match that Missy turned to me and was like, you know what? Fit Finley reminds me of Hutch. <laughs> see a little bit from Bird's Eye View? Those who don't know. Uh, I thought that was an interesting comparison. It's a little out there, it's a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, I could see it a little relatable. If 
the people of the Pittsburgh po- podcasting community played professional wrestlers. That's the role he would get. Hmm. So, little little food for thought there. But um, but no, I thought that was good. Even the four way match I thought was really decent. Uh, you know, it, it felt different. It was of a little course. short. Was it? Did it feel short? Uh, it felt a little short, but it seemed like it was just there to put over the Batista heel turn. Which it was. I think. I think exactly that's what it was. Um, I loved. <laughs> I don't know if they showed it on TV, but uh, uh, CM Punk again is at least he is a guy that his facial expressions still come off really well in a large crowd like that. Because him getting up on the ropes and, and taunting uh, Batista before the match and everything. Uh, I mean, he got up and and you know he. You just saw it, saw everything with him. Did you um Did you see the tweet I sent out? Because uh, CM Punk got interviewed by uh, uh, Pittsburgh's own Mark Madden. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was the day before. Or and you should be able to go on if you go go and look on iTunes. Look up uh, Mark Madden uh, the X uh, podcast. You should be able to find that in a whole bunch of wrestling mm-hmm. interviews that he's done over the past year. One of my favorite lines from the whole podcast was, "Oh, excuse me." They asked Punk who he wanted to work with. And you know who the top people were that he wanted to work with, and he listed John Cena as one of them. And he was like, "Yeah, you know, you get to. Wor- I'd like to. I, I get, work, get to work with the Undertaker. He's a legend. I haven't worked with Sean yet uh, or Triple H, and especially John Cena. I'd love to. It, it, what he, exactly what he said was, I'd like to kick him in the face repeatedly. And uh, I just thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a great line. Fantastic. So I mean, and. and- even I was worried. I was worried about the hour, the hour, the hour match. To be honest, mm. uh, I was worried I was going to get bored. I was worried the crowd was going to get bored. You know, I knew people that were there with uh, little kids. I was like, oh, I don't know how they're going to last with it. You know, I didn't get to talk to them too much afterwards to see how the kid did with the, with that match. But uh, it, it it really did kind of keep my excitement, and I did not finish it for my six dollar nachos I got at the beginning of the match. So that is an accomplishment. That is the uh, uh, the bragging rights Iron Man match gets the uh, I didn't finish my nachos award of the night. <laughs> so which is very prestigious. Although one thing that really pissed me off, and we actually had a pretty good uh, uh, let him bleed chant going in our section, uh, was the Blood Crew at the beginning of the match. Yeah, I heard about that. What the <laughs> fuck happened? I now now, man, Mike, you watched the TV portion of this. What was explained to you as the situation? Now, now for those who didn't see it, uh, there was a—I I believe John Cena got a, got a microphone to the face and started bleeding afterwards. And I, I think it was more the shot from the monitor. Was it the monitor? Okay, no, I guess it was, it was around the monitor. It was um, the, the corner of the microphone caught him. Okay, that's what I thought. And and people started flipping out on the side. I saw Michael Cole yelling at somebody. I thought he was just wanted his whiskey, um, and two guys come in with gloves on, and and a white towel, and he's over on the corner, and then they go in, and then we get a double pin, and they come well, in and look like they 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 uh, uh, liquid stitched him up real quick. Now now what what happened on TV that that I might have missed in person? I think you pretty much hit everything. I think. The at least what it seemed like was that you have to remember this wasn't just a normal match where they could call for a quicker finish. Mm-hmm. If if they didn't f- stitch Cena up 
he would have been bleeding for 47 minutes. True, true, but we've had long That's matches. That's a lot well, well, of no, no, because, Well, one, he was stopped bleeding at some point. He would have stopped bleeding when he stopped bleeding. He was really done by the time they got to him bleeding, but the blood would have been there and it would have caked on. No, no, he wasn't. No? no the, the, angle they, the angle they were showing, he was still gushing a little bit. Okay, so this was this was potentially a a, a health issue. It, it wasn't just yeah, you it know, was definitely a health. They caught him because the way it came off to us was like, oh god, there's blood. They're PG. They're trying to cover up the blood. No, 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 that uh, wasn't it at actually, all. Actually, that is um, what it, it looked like. Is, he just it, got yeah, a really bad now, now that'd be one thing if he got a bad cut. They stitched him up, but they wiped him off. There's a picture of him at the end of the match holding up the belt, and he's clean. Mm. Like nothing happened to him. Not even his hairline, was, nothing. There was a, a huge ballyhoo backstage because Cena was bleeding. Okay. So they sent the crew out to well, clean him up. Now, now, and then this I, is this is the, the conversation I got with, with, with the guys next to us. I was like, listen, even their pay-per-views, I believe, are TVPG right now. And that means that they're, they're extending their no-blood policy to that. Notice, you did not see any blood in Hell in a Cell. This is by choice at this point. And we're not going to get any of it because of the direction that they go. Well, I, I, me personally, the way it came off on camera to me was that it was done for safety's sake. Okay. And at least from what it looked like, not which, all which of is the a blood good cover- got wiped off him, but because he was sweating so much throughout the match that some of it just came off. Mm-hmm. I mean. I, I think if it was a normal match, or if it was like closer to the end of the match, they wouldn't have panicked. Mm-hmm. But because there was still fifth, let's let's round up and say fifty minutes left in the match. It was around the fifty, maybe forty-eight minute mark. Yeah, it, you can't let someone bleed like that for that long, or wrestle that long with an open cut, especially with all, all the spots they're doing. Going out to the ringside area, getting thrown through the, that the stands it. and everything. No, that because was it. No. staff infection. You're, you're staff exactly infection right, can Mad happen Mike. with a cut on the head like that really quickly. You're exactly right, Mad Mike. That was the sto- that was the story. Um, it wasn't. They didn't freak out backstage because WWE is PG now. They knew they were going into the crowd. That was it. Oh. And they were like, clean him up because if he goes into the crowd and bleeds on somebody, we're gonna get sued. That's yet. Yeah, you're right, Mad Mike. That's exactly what it was. It's been, um, I, like, skimmed the story while half asleep was a problem. <laughs> yeah, like, because like, I really don't think that they're that against blood, but I don't think they're going to purposely have someone blade anymore. Yeah. Like, if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're get, I don't think you're going to have, like, Eddie Guerrero at Judgment Day. <laughs> or, or, or Ric Flair... Turning him into a ginger with his hair in the crimson mask. Turning into a ginger. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it was just an interesting situation, and of course, there's the, the the match turned into Wiley Coyote for a little bit, as we stated. Yeah, but it, I love the fact. All right, there were there were a few things from that match that really just like made me happy to be a wrestling fan. Okay. All right, the first the first time or, uh, Orton got locked in the STF, mm-hmm. and Orton tapped right away. Mm-hmm. Like that was just a great psychological ploy. Yes, just to you know not get um, 
not get like caught in the hold and held in it for too for long at all. Like the way it came off on TV was as soon as that arm came around his neck, he tapped out. So the hold wasn't even really applied. I just I just thought that was great the way it came off on TV. I was a little disappointed by the cool off period that we get now. Um I don't think so because it served its purpose. Yeah, yeah. I, it was a, it was an it, interesting it take on it. It served a purpose. What, because, I mean, it, like, it was a problem because it was new. Okay, it, it wasn't explained. It was just like, what? There's a cool off period. You know, I, again, maybe oh, they didn't explain it to you guys in the crowd. Oh no, of course. Uh, okay, but so it was explained in advance to the match. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was explained in advance to us. Okay. Okay. They, they said um, after after each fall, there will be a thirty second cooling period. Okay. Well, okay, that's fine. Well, they, they did that. It but... makes sense though in the concept of the match because then you can't just like, like if there's a really huge spot, you can't just pin someone, mm-hmm. go back down, pin someone again, and, and what, which you know, would be a concern considering it's no holds barred. Now we've had it in before where uh, like Brock Lesnar nailed Angle with the chair and and took the disqualification, but then you know was able to pin him a couple times because he disabled him. We couldn't have that kind of situation again. Because of the no holes part, so that that makes a little more sense. So, and, and I can accept that as a rule change to the Iron Man match because of that. So, uh, the pyro they stuff didn't was explain those false count eight were. They didn't. No, <laughs> not that not that I heard. Uh, I mean, I don't know if Steve heard it, but I was a little did. surprised. A little surprised. Um, I actually did miss the ring entrance part, uh, like the the announcement of the match. So if they did explain it as far as like. You know, the announcer announcing the rules. Um, no, I couldn't. Yeah, I didn't catch any of that. I was getting nachos. Um, <laughs> also, it, it just, you know, from my view, that match was run by Randy Orton. He was the guy, even, again, in the crowd, selling it to, you know, uh, 15, 18,000 people, whatever's in there. Uh, he was the guy that had the expressions. You know, he, I mean, his 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 body is his expression at this point. And really, John Cena just uh, laid on his back the entire time. You know, not not to discredit, not to not to discredit John Cena and his ability or anything. But Randy Orton is on this freakish level. Like I think at one point uh, during the match, I called him the Lex Luthor of wrestling. Uh, he just that deviousness, especially and, and, and especially when when he discovered the pyro <laughs> was the greatest part. Just, he gets that look in his eye and he looks at it like he just found a new toy. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you're cutting out there. Um, has anyone seen the Harry Potter movie, sir? The what movie? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. The new one I've seen. Alright. Hold on, hold on. Please, Baltimore. We're, you're cutting out there, actually. Hold on. Uh, call me back because it seems it's coming, it's coming over. All right, we'll call we'll call Mad Mike back. But uh, but yeah, really really cool stuff with that batch. I would I from from my angle and my view and my seats, it was it was really cool. Um, Steel Man made an appearance. I don't. It, hmm. You've been to a live show. You've seen Steel Man, right? Oh, Steel Man. Well, I ran into Steel Man on his motorcycle outside. Steel Man has a steel cycle. This this guy. For those that haven't been to a Pittsburgh show, he dresses up in steel. It's like he has armor on. 
and I think uh, something fashioned in the way of a football helmet. And he's the Pittsburgh Steel Man. And just from what I know, I don't know much about. I think isn't there a website him. about him or back or something? Like, they don't ask him to come to these things. No, he no, he's goes. in the crowd. He's a, an audience member in the crowd. Yeah. Oh, here's a picture of him, actually. On I think I think he's been at a lot of the comic cons in the recent recent past. There right. he is. There he is. I want to stick this in the chat room for you guys. I'll stick it in the delicious account. Um, but yeah, Steel Man. Uh, also, there was a uh, a gentleman. Um, that's... Is that you? What? I'll be upstairs. Um, sorry, I heard noises. Uh, there was also a guy that, at the beginning of the match, uh, during the dark match, he, he walked in front of us, because we were, of course, down by the boards, by the aisleway, and, uh, he had a Legion of Doom spikes. That's awesome. And face paint. Huh. And he's probably, like, 50 years old and balding. And uh, was definitely uh, too overweight to be wearing the belly shirt he was. <laughs> uh, he walked up to right beside the announcers. Hmm. And just stood there and looked at the security guards and started walking back. And I walked all the way around the outside to the other side. And I lost him after that. And Chachi, Chachi said he lost him too after that point. So he's very mysterious. Hmm. In that regard. Find this guy. <laughs> Find this guy. I have a picture of him. I bet they get the picture. Like, oh, I'll have to crop them down because they're fantastic iPhone pictures. <laughs> but, yeah. Are uh, you back, man, Mike? I am back. Now, you had a point you were trying to get to. And did you see Steel Man while you were out? Um, no, I haven't seen Steel Man. Okay. Let me see Steel Man now. Holy crap, that's a lot of steel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah, and he has a matter- matching motorcycle. Chopper. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the B movie version of Steel, starring Shaquille O'Neal. Yep, yep. This guy, uh, this is uh, this is how we do it in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. right here. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent. Um, and was you at a point you were going to? As you were cutting off. Um, about uh, oh, uh, Randy somehow. Orton is Voldemort. Okay. Just his his like facial expressions and the fact that he's bald and he like he always looks like he's cracking his neck. Yes. <laughs> he just looks like a goddamn psychopath. Mm-hmm. Like if he if he could kill someone by looking at them, he would. Oh, oh uh, by the way, PittsburghSteelMan dot com is his official website. Hmm. We, we have a superhero. Metropolis, be damned. <laughs> uh, sorry, mm-hmm. I'm like obsessed with Steel Man now. The Steel Man, sorry, the world's first and only ever uh, post-industrial man. anti-hero. Um, moving on, Kofi That's Kingston. Oh, we're not going to talk about um, Roy Rage. And ripping, I, I was going to head off. Man, I think we have plenty of Roy Rage jokes coming in the future from this angle. If uh, if Batista keeps going <laughs> with this. Uh, I really wish he kind of did rip Ray's head off. Was so awkward. Was this? Was it as awkward on TV? That interview oh, segment. Even more so. Was it, oh, it so lo- bad. So. Do you bad. remember when Heidenreich was reciting poetry on Michael Cole? Wow! Come on! Come on! It it was very similar. That was Grisham and in there, the right? That, the fact that Batista was all sweaty and was hard of breath. <laughs> oh, it just looks so creepy and awkward. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, until he said, I'm going to rip your head off, it looked like he was about to say, you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah, that's how it came off live, too. Hmm. Yeah, but probably even more creepy. Also, we did not see the, uh, uh, well, what he was saying, of course, which I, I caught on a promo last night on Raw. So, uh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> well, Raw I'm last night. Upset. What's that? I'm a little upset, though. I, we can get to it after Raw. It's fine. Oh, oh, something something non-pay-per-view related? Uh, well, it's... We have to talk about... We kind of have to talk about Raw first to do it, so... Okay. <laughs> um, NASCAR, well-represented. You know, not that I care, but I thought they did a pretty good job of making them look cool. Did well for ratings, too. Did well for ratings, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, NASCAR is uh, pretty... Pretty, uh... Up there, as far as a fan base. Well, that, and they weren't going against baseball playoffs or a good football game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I know I did... I did, I did uh, 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 ask your, your mother... Uh, the, the mother lunchbox. Uh, what she thought of the NASCAR involvement? Um, I, she wanted the one guy to get his ass kicked. I know that. True. Very true. So, um, her her official explanation was uh, that that those two do not represent the entire sport of NASCAR, uh, and they were sent out there because they are expendable. <laughs> um, I was I was hoping that my Mexican friend would have been out there, but he. Uh, he was not. He, uh, Juan Pablo Montoya. He, uh, he actually, he had dealings with, uh, TNA back in the day. Oh. And he's my Mexican friend because they insisted that I pick a driver to follow. <laughs> because, because <laughs> my mom's a big Jimmy Johnson fan, Jimmy Johnson's 48. Jimmy Johnson. Uh, and, <laughs> interestingly enough, when whatever that kid's name was, was talking and he, and he said, uh, you're gonna fight Kofi Johnson, Kingston, Kofi Kingston. My first thought was, he was thinking about Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> who's another NASCAR guy. No one will know that, but it yeah, makes and, sense. And the guys were horrible on the mic and very awkward, but oh, they, man. but they were, but they were natural, okay? They were natural, they were normal, this is, I didn't expect anything more from two guys whose sole profession is turning left all day. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm turning left. <laughs> So good at turning left. <laughs> I thought it was great. I, I, the great thing I think they did last night, like, for once. Okay, uh, they took the focus. Sorry, they took the focus <laughs> off of the GMs. They took our jobs. Speaking of taking our jobs. Yeah, that South Park uh, episode was pretty awesome. I just watched it before the show tonight. Yeah, I watched it last night. (laughs) Go go check it out. Although it was reported that Maria was in it or something and and Oh yeah, I also heard Triple H. Not No, no, that's that's all wrong. The girls in there, they gave generic names. Mm -hmm. Uh John Cena and Edge are represented, though Edge looks like the good guy and I don't know what's going on. Cena was the bad guy. And then there was Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon was in it. Yes. It wasn't actually Vince. It wasn't actually anybody. <laughs> but they used their likenesses and straight oh, up said. Oh yeah. Vince well, I think I, I think likenesses would be a loose translation of that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but if you look really carefully, you can see a whole bunch of like different wrestling bits. Like I saw a Stone Cold Steve Austin what shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And if you notice, all the South Park kids were dressed like professional, like actual wrestlers in WWE. 
Token looked like looked like freaking R Truth. He did. It was hilarious. Yeah. Token was R Truth. I loved it. Really. I loved it. I, it was a great episode. I also and, hear the and butters. Kenny was Booyaka Booyaka. I don't. Oh yeah yeah Kenny... yeah yeah yeah. Kenny was Rey Mysterio. Polio Loco. Um, Loco, the crazy Polio chicken. Loco was funnier for another reason because I used to do um, internet fitting. And one of my characters was El Pollo Loco. How did we not get an El Pollo Loco in the, in the Mexican luchador thon we did? <laughs> and then instead we get such epics as the Sweaty Snatch sweaty and snatch. Chupacabra. Chupa, chupa Thingy. Oh, Chupa Thingy. Mexican yeah. Jew yeah. Lizard. Mexican Jew Lizard, you know. Mexican Jew Lizard is coming back. I love how Kyle CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kyle was dressed as CM Punk. Butters was dressed as either The Miz or Chris Jericho. <laughs> Back to Raw. And uh, yes. Kofi Kingston's coming out party. Holy shit. Fuck yeah. Kofi Kingston turned to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah! Good, because then they kept that creepy-ass car around with shit. Randy Orton. Randy, I think Randy Orton left a stain on that. <laughs> Yeah, I think Ashley left the scene on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffalo. I never, and they called Buffalo by name in the ring. I was like, who does that? Who cares about Buffalo? The Buffalo kids went wild. But it's because it was a cheap pop. They're like, look, you want what we call a cheap pop? Say the name of the town. You know, one of the race car guys was a really. All I need <laughs> to do is turn left all day. One of the race car guys was a heel, and the other was a face, but the face didn't say anything because he was, you know. Had a little touch of the downs. <laughs> but I did love how they brought up a T.O. reference. Yeah. yeah T.O., what's he done? My father-in-law, I'm sure, loved that as a Bills fan. Uh, <laughs> poor, poor man. Um, but no, I thought they did good for what they were. And, and again, I think the focus was enough off of the GMs and on the wrestling, and that was great. Mm. Jericho versus Kofi, please give me more. Uh, I, I think Kofi will be great against Randy Orton. Um, he may not win, but it's one of those where he doesn't need to win to win, like we talked about back in the day with Mysterio and uh, Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really long match that Jericho and Kofi had. Mm-hmm. Well, was also that was a match. really long match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else did we have? Uh, sorry, I just blanked uh, on the rest of the card. Miz, um, MVP, and Mark Henry versus Legacy. Yeah, yeah, which was also good. Um, John Cena berating them for about ten minutes. That was that was fun. Um, we, we there's a good sense of moving on, and uh, and I mm-hmm. liked it. I liked I it. I liked what we saw last night, and I loved the last match. I loved. By the way, there's a lumberjack match, and here's all the guys he screwed <laughs> over last <laughs> night. And here's the special referees, John Cena. He doesn't like you too much either. Mm-hmm. And, you, you and it's who... no disqualification, so the Lumberjacks can pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah. You know who came out looking the best in that match? Hmm. Big Show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like, everybody hates you, and they're all going to have to beat you up to stop you. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, all right, no big. I'm going to go fight The Undertaker. Why don't you all hit me with your finishers, and I'll still get up. Yeah. And, um... Did you hear what kind of match that's supposed to be according to the internets? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Casket match. No, now, wait, because they said that and they were like, it's not announced yet, 
And apparently in 2008, we had a casket match between the two of them. Yes. Yes. So they're doing it again? Maybe. I'm thinking it was a typo. They're talking maybe it was based on an old uh, a thing from last year that they just reposted. Uh, also, uh, as far as uh, WWE.com being the epitome of accuracy... Um, Jackie, the interview I mentioned before with Jackie Gata Haas, uh, it lists her as a two thousand, uh, the first Diva Search, uh, contestant. Which is untrue. Very, very untrue. That would she be was, tough enough. I was going to say. That's very, so very she's like, She's like, well, I'll be calling somebody as soon as I'm off the phone with you guys. So, I wouldn't take, uh, WWE.com at this casket match until we hear the results from tonight. So, just saying. So, uh, what else is going on out there in the world of wrestling, guys? Is there anything we need to catch well, real quick before we let um, we, uh take off? There's a potential Miz and Jack Swagger feud. Yes, interesting and interested. And oh, and with a little Evan Bourne thrown in. I mean, literally thrown in because he does just fling himself into circumstances like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Eve. Eve is, is yes. a slut. And... Uh, well, I want to go real quick through the headlines here. Uh, Mickey James, Russell fan, got your attention, is uh, just signed for a management company uh, for her budding country career. <laughs> JR is apparently a big uh, fan. Uh, of course, uh, I don't know. I think this happened after last week, but uh, JR with the cerebral, cerebral palsy? Cerebral. Cerebral. Sorry. Uh, he got his results on Monday, and they said it was puzzling. I, apparently, two two of the experts that looked at the ex- the results uh, disagree on the results, so they're going in for more testing. So, so uh, I would go out to uh, Jr. and uh, hope everything is good with him. You know, all our thoughts and prayers uh, from the Mayhem Nation. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the Miz uh, getting involved with the uh, uh, talking smack on uh, the Browns. And, again, all of these I'm, I'm reading off of the Delicious account. Uh, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe apparently ripped into Vince Russo and uh, and uh, TNA management. Well, I, I'm i not surprised. I'm, I'm sure they're probably not happy about this, despite what Samoa Joe's Twitter says. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently Samoa Joe's not happy with management because... Uh, they blew off a commitment to util- utilize a friend's business for catering at the pay-per-view over the weekend. And uh, AJ Styles, uh, uh, argue- w- what he argued was dismal booking of him early in his run as champion under Vince Russo. Um, yeah, pretty accurate. Yeah, I remember that. He's not wrong. Edge, Edge commented that his contract is up June of 2010, although it has been noted that uh, in, in cases of, of long injury, WWE has reserved the right to extend contracts uh, due to those uh, And early terminate contracts. And early terminate, future endeavor. But mm-hmm. they'd be retarded to um, terminate Edge. Oh, yes. That's, that's Edge not is not an going anywhere. Kevin Nash got pissed off after Chris Saban got uh, an injury during the match. Uh, apparently, he wasn't happy that Team 3D uh, didn't abort the planned vis- finish and felt that Saban's health should have been the first priority. So, a uh, little bit uh, going on there in TNA. Hey, Team 3D being sloppy and hurting people in a match? Oh. No way! <laughs> 
And the reason Nigel McGuinness is uh, debuting as Desmond Wolf is because he failed a WWE pre-screening test. Now, this isn't a drug test. This was uh, apparently a, a physical uh, pre-screening test of some sort. And they only had a verbal agreement for him. And it appears that TNA does not have a pre-screening uh, process for their talent, so he got... So he, he opted not. So he opted not to reveal the true story uh, to the wrestlers in the locker room. It's unclear whether he shared the information with TNA management of what the issue was. So interesting. And apparently, he got his name in TNA because Vince Russo checked the Google listing of the most popular English names and saw Desmond. Oh, like the guy from Lost. Um, Hulk Hogan claims a celebrity prevented him from committing suicide. Says ex-wife Linda Belay is an abusive alcoholic. Oh, man. Uh, Layla Ali apparently made the phone call to him that night that ultimately saved his life. And and, and uh, his wife apparently uh, was once threatening to beat Nick Belay with a wine bottle. <laughs> you know what would be awesome? <laughs> if Linda Belay and Karen Angle... Come out with um, Nigel McGuinness and Brian Daniels. And they're the new PMS. They're the new PMS. That'd be great. (laughs) Pretty mean sisters. And there's lots of other stuff. We we, uh, won't get into it. I think we covered everything of major importance this year. Or this week. This year. You lost your turtle balls. I lost my turtle balls. I lost my marbles. I lost my marbles. Sorry, I'm back. We got my marbles. Balls. Balls. You got your marble? So, Ball. Guys, first of all, how great is it to be in Fantasy League right now? Mm. Tell me. Tell uh, me. Guys. It's a tell lot me. greater for me. Tell, tell, tell me what's going on in Fantasy real quick. I know uh, I won by like a point this week mm. against the Riz. The Riz, uh, I, I tuned in. I, I, I logged in with about three minutes to go Monday night and saw that I was losing by two or three points. Ended up winning sixty nine sixty eight. Yes, Holy shit. It, it was a close match, sir. Holy shit! And this, I think he came up fifteen points uh, from me being in the lead going into Monday night. So, well, I will say one thing about uh, being in the fantasy league: it's nice to be right all the time. Okay, I am always, <laughs> I am always right in congratulating my opponents before. They crush me, especially okay. in Mike, and especially next week because I don't think the Steelers play next week. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. You got to do a little well, bit of tossing up there. Uh, no, I'll probably just let to go. be fair, uh, <laughs> uh, Lunchbox. You had me going into Monday. True. If David McNabb laid a big egg on Monday night, then you would have beaten me. But that was not I was a little egg. concerned. That was not the case. Well, this week I'm uh, I'm vying for uh, second place. Dominance against uh, WrestleFan, who is on a three-game win streak. I'm on a two. I think I want to continue uh, my my uh, pregame ritual of voting for the other guy on the matchup page. Uh, so, so there you go. Yeah, I see you've made quite a few changes to your roster there, Sorgatron. I, I just looked down and I was like, wow, I didn't make a lot of changes today, didn't I? You basically changed your entire roster. <laughs> it's not as bad as it looks. I, I ditched a lot of guys, too. so That's true. So if you're unproductive, you're off the Palm Pre Harpies. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I guess we haven't and done... I guess we haven't been uh, really big on the Mayhem uh, updates on the site or anything. I guess I posted that for the first week, and that was about it. Uh, 
throw standings up there here, I think, shortly. Uh, we got to do a mid-season deal, too. What, what week are we on? Uh, we're on week eight, actually. Next week is the mid-season. All right, we will do a mid-season wrap-up of the fantasy football, and uh, we'll get back on that. Um, oh, my God. What? Just looking at my team. <laughs> One, two, three, Does it look four, like an NSYNC song, five, six buys. Six buys. Uh, almost all pit. Michael Clayton's got to buy. Ocho Cinco's got to buy. Uh, and I'm boned. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. I don't even know. I don't even know. Man, I wish I had you this week. Willie Parker's on a bot. Who do I have this week? You have Riz. Oh. Riz, Riz and I had already previously discussed this. Riz, I would like to congratulate you on your forthcoming <laughs> victory against the Magic of Hobos. Apparently, the Riz is not in the chat room tonight, and he's, uh... Also, was not aware of the Hulk Hogan thing until we saw my tweet from earlier. <laughs> hmm. Which is weird because he's on Facebook and yeah, he's, he's not in the chat. He could be on the phone. He could be on the phone. You could be on the phone. I am on the phone. Right you here, are on the, right on the internet. I just four squared. Internet that, phone. Bitch. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, you bow down to your mayor of... I will kick you in the face teeth. Face teeth. <laughs> As face opposed teeth. to the ass teeth. Yes. In the face where your teeth live. Well, guys, wide I gotta ask, uh, oh, uh, Mad, Mad Mike. Balls. Mad Mike? Mad <laughs> yes? Mike? I got what? no more. <laughs> what did you learn from wrestling this week? God damn it, why do you always start with me, Sork? Um, <laughs> I, I learned that, um, Kofi Kingston can really swing a crowbar. <laughs> okay. And I learned that if he did that in one take, where jumping up and down on the card, he didn't fall off. He had. I he thought he was going. Me. I thought I was going so many times. <laughs> I just thought he. I. I would, I'm like. I'm just waiting for a wrestle crap moment where he slips off the hood of the car. He almost Man, did. His fucking did. foot went into the windshield door. Already broke it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He. He did a near miss on that a couple of times. You know what, fuck Sir, it, fuck it's a it. near I'm hit. All the buys. I'm it's keeping a near all, hit. I am keeping all my players who are on a bye week. You are fucking staying. I'm even gonna. I'm gonna fucking put Willie Parker on the roster. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. I wow. fucking hate these goddamn magical hobos. <laughs> For those wondering, the Pittsburgh Steel Man, uh, I did link in the delicious notes, uh, PittsburghSteelMan.com. Um, uh, DJ Lunchbox, Yo. you angry, angry fellow. Arr. What did you learn from wrestling this week? Um, I learned that Hulk Hogan just won't fucking go away. Not that I didn't know that already, but <laughs> really, extra won't fucking go away, and neither will TNA. Won't fucking go away. As Chachi would say, let it go. Let it go. TNA, let it go. Let it go. We're done. Done with you, TNA. Fucking, you fucking scared off Mad Mike. You scared off WrestleFan. You scared me off a long time ago. I mean, shit balls, my friend. Shit balls. Fuck Shit TNA. Balls. Fuck TNA. To be fair, I still am going to watch TNA orifice. just because I'm a masochist. Well, you know, you know. Awful. You watch your T. You watch your TNA, 
and you weep from the pain it causes you in your chest and also brain pan, and then you masturbate with your tears as lubrication, your bloody TNA tears. Hey, uh, Lunchbox. How, yes, how would that be different from any other Thursday night? <laughs> that's that also true. Um, yes, sir. You, you were... Something happened on Monday that you were pretty angry about. Wasn't angry. Was very excited. Really? Seamus O. Saddle Soap is a member of the Raw roster, and he caused quite a stir on Twitter. My mother thinks he has anemia and feels bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom is awesome. No lie. She sent out that tweet. She's like, I don't, I'm not saying that I like him, but should we feel bad for him? <laughs> Oh, he did look abnormally pale and red oh, yeah. under those bright, <laughs> under those bright raw lights. That is how he flies. His accent was a little fucked up too. No, that's that's how he does it. Weird. That's how I he rolls. Dislike him. I got to use one of my favorite lines on Twitter. I actively dislike that pale fellow. <laughs> Fact. Take it to the bank. And you know what? I'm I'm gonna. Since he showed up on the show that I watch more often than ECW, I am going to renew my anger towards Seamus O. And challenge him <laughs> to come back to the wrestling... Come on, the Wrestling Mayhem sh show. <laughs> stroke. <laughs> oh, no, we got a stroke box. Stroke box. Come back. Oh God! Come back to the come on to the Wrestling Mayhem show, Seamus O. Oh, uh, Sasparilla. You come on the Wrestling Mayhem show and defend your paleness to us, because that is the best possible thing you can do with your time. Fuck you, in your mouth. My mother, you you made my mother feel bad for you on false pretenses, on false Irish pretenses. Go knit a sweater. Go boil a potato and knit a sweater, and then maybe we'll talk. Oh, and cut your weird face beard, alright? You look like you look like a fucking pale-ass version of Test! And that story had a poor, bad ending! Well, technically, he's probably tanner than Test now. <laughs> alright! Oh, shame is those Shawshank Redemption. Sorry, what did you learn from us? Why do they call you red? Maybe I it's because I'm Irish. Sorgatron, what'd you learn? You know, I learned, I learned two things. One wrestling related, one semi-wrestling related. One, why the fuck does it take a half an hour to get me a meatball sub and fries at Pizza Milano? You know where you can get a damn good meatball sub and... It well, used to be maybe, Pizza Milano. Maybe not fries. It used to be Pizza Milano. Now it's the Black and Gold Store down on Route 119. Ask for Linda. Tell them Lunchbox sent you. Holy, I'm they, are, they are friends of the show, and they're going to become greater friends here yes, in the near future. Yes, there's something coming up that will blow your damn minds, something and WrestleFan will most likely know, nay, will piss himself, maybe a little poop. Facto. We're um, going to be sponsored by Arby's, aren't we? Oh, man. You don't know the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I learned from wrestling this week? Because you're going to learn that part later. Um... Just like her... Never mind. What? Why is this... Whoa. <laughs> what, what, what? This is something weird. What, what? So you said he weird. loved you a he second ago. He loves me and my mother. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> 
I learned. Of course he loves his parents. Well, first of all, I learned, you know, I think that was the first time I've seen DX in person. Hmm. And and the funny graphics did not flash in my face. Um, also, <laughs> man, I love a wrestling live show. I, I it's, it's always an experience. It's always an experience. I've learned that I will not be able to get anything aside from igloo seats, if not the first five rows, to a pay-per-view from now on. I have uh, learned, uh, and that was also, you know, I, I will still get nosebleeds for SmackDown and Raw. Uh, and that, I, I'm just speechless. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm sorry. I got nothing witty this week. I, I've run out. I've run out. Uh, so, guys, uh, apparently a WrestleFan has learned that he will have a new blog starting Saturday. Is he going to start a blog on Halloween? Go out, you creepy little bastard. Oh, it's his WordPress blog. Now, he's currently at for ages 15 and older.blogspot.com. So go there, and maybe he'll actually point you in the right direction to where that is. Or just keep an eye on Twitter, and my monitor went off. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> Did it restart? No. No, no, that one's good. That one's good. You guys can still see me. Um, and uh, where are you, uh, One Mad Mike? I am at whitevanwithcandy.blogspot.com oh, and at madmike4883 at Twitter. And uh, uh, DJ Lunchbox? I am available, uh, of course, on the one and For only. For parties and wrestling. Bar yes. Uh, on the one and only Wrestling Mayhem Show at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, but you already knew that part. Uh, you can also find me over at, and my work, over at ThoughtfulRiot.com, and I am currently uh, wrist-deep in a uh, collaboration with Rachel Arnold, Arnold Sager. Of, of which, uh, uh, oh, sorry. That's okay, of, uh, of 52ills.com and also the sum of Um Which the Twitter blogosphere is raving over We've been getting recently. some very good reviews. Yes. Um, I, I believe the quote from... Uh, 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 I saw one from Wojciech. Wojciech. The, yeah, that's it. The quote from Wojciech is, uh, the, this collaboration is legend. And uh, mm. that's pretty fucking high praise, I gotta say. Nice. nice. Uh, same with uh, good good words from Pit Girl and uh, sorry Jane Pitt. Uh, just I'm 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 really really humbled by uh, all these kind words from everyone, and I hope that my haiku continue to live up to the glorious and wonderful art of uh, Miss Arnold Seger. Excellent. So yeah, thoughtfulriot.com, and also of course uh, at DJ Lunchbox on Twitter. And I'm over at Sorgatron.com. We are, of course, shutting down WesternPHLs.com. We've got some great stories going on there. If you're somebody that's been listening for a while from the WPHA days and have some Ooh. words uh, about that, please uh, go ahead and send that to MikeSorger at gmail.com. Something, no, that's not the right email no? just for that part. No, uh, but go check that out. And there's even something we posted last week from that about the humble beginnings of this very podcast as the previous streaming radio show. And uh, how that came about, a little bit about that. Um, Kurt Holy shit, I forgot he was there. <laughs> wow, and that was in my head, and he's there. We gotta get... I figured you forgot for oh, a second, man. so I got to Oh, man, I, got, I need to uh, uh, get this stuff figured out so I can get you up on video. So I remember there's somebody there. Uh, <laughs> I like being a ninja. I, I am a digital Jedi, sir. Yes. Uh, Sorgatron.com, and hey, you might want to take a look over at PodcampPittsburgh.com because our session uh, streamed uh, by the good folks at VivoLive.com 
Uh, we're working to put those videos up for all of the sessions, but our grassroots uh, podcasting session will be up as of probably this evening. Uh, the po- actual blog post will be up tomorrow on podcastpittsburgh.com in the news section. Uh, pods- podcamppgh.blip.tv uh, also there's a podcamp Pittsburgh cast on TalkShoe and you can look up the video and the audio feeds over on iTunes they're not as easy as I would like to find but to type in podcamp Pittsburgh and you will find them in the list <clears throat> at least audio one. I haven't tested the video one yet it was just got approved yesterday um, and uh, I think I want to start a podcaster helper kind of series on sorgatron.com uh, kind of let you guys know the tools that we're using. Of course, I'm using kind of everything at hand. Uh, a computer just died on us tonight because I think the cat pissed on us. Blue smoke. You know, it, it, this it, this monitor has been here forever. That computer I built in 2004, you know, these things that were just kind of given to me. Uh, you know, we're going to go through a little bit of that. I've done a little bit in the past. Let me know what you guys think, uh, if you want more of that or not. Um, but I was working on a post about the wonderful Dropbox application that we've been using lately. That's been a lot of fun. So, and uh, keep an eye out because there might be some cool stuff coming in the future there. Uh, please give us your feedback four one two two zero six WMS zero. That's four one two two zero six nine six seven zero. Please follow us on Twitter at Mayhem Show at Mayhem and our our sister Twitter at at. What wrestlers say, W-U-T, for what. Uh, We're having a lot of fun with that. If you got a wrestler that we're missing, let us know. DM the account, let us know who we are missing on there. Uh, As far as real wrestlers on Twitter. And also, as always, send us an email at... At WrestlingMayhemShow.com. So shrill. We have t-shirts over at Spreadshirt. Check out the Mayhem Wear link at the top. And I got a couple t-shirt ideas. Um... That might be coming up. Please leave some comments on iTunes. Please share us with a friend. You're wrestling fans. You know other wrestling fans. Maybe they have computers. Maybe you can burn a CD and be like, hey, you need to chuck these crazy motherfuckers out. Um, please, if you Maybe enjoy you can the blast show, the Mayhem show through Harlem, like I do. There you go. Share it with everybody on the subway. Uh, blast it in your, your, your local schoolyard or park. Uh, maybe at the Don't library. Don't blast it in your schoolyard. You'll get suspended. Mm, yes. Keep that in mind, Russell fan. That's right. Um, we had that we problem before. Mayhem show coming yes. to this cash. We peddled whimsy to you. We put it in your ear holes, and you. All we ask for you is a little bit of cash, and tell your friends, tell your friends all about the Wrestling Mayhem show, the one and only, the greatest goddamn podcast in the history of podcasts. Wrestling Mayhem show, come and check us out. Come and give us cash. Come and buy our products from us. <laughs> Do it, do it now, do it five times. Tell your family to do it. Tell your mother to do it. Tell your dog to do it. Everyone is doing it. I will qualify. We are actually maybe making a dollar off of those. I don't even know. They're just please, you know, if you like the stuff, check it out, buy it, support the show, you know, wear it around, you know, be our billboard, and and they're fun shirts too. There's there's fun stuff up there. Um, keep an eye out. We got some interviews working on because including uh, Ray Rose penciled in for a couple of weeks. It looks like maybe the week of the fourteenth, uh, and we're going to be working on a couple other things. As well, and even I guess I guess the one's an MMA interview you're working on, right? Yes, uh, we'll I'm, see if I'm, that comes up. Maybe um, there's no guarantees of that. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll this also is... we'll also be bringing back um, former SmackDown writer George Rutherford. Uh, hopefully, here in the near future, he's got things that's... to say. Maybe maybe he'll let us know what he thinks going on with Shane, since he might have some firsthand knowledge there. It's possible. So, um, this has been your Wrestling Mayhem show for one. It is episode 191 for October 27th, 2009. The not-as-scary Halloween edition as we kind of expected, but 
But the ghost I, got in the machine. Hulk Hogan going to TNA is just It kind scary. of trumped all of our plans. Oh. And then and then the ghost got in our machine and broke it. Ooh. This is the Mayhem Show. This is Sorg. Lunchbox. Because this is Thriller. Thriller Nights. Hey everybody, we just offended. We're sorry. Lighten the fuck up, it's the internet. Thanks to all our fans out there, we really appreciate you listening. Now go and fucking tell some more people about us, huh? We'd like to thank the very fine people at TalkShoe for helping so many of our fans get their wrestling mayhem fix. That's right, TalkShoe.com. Go check us out on the website. Chat with us live. Find out when our next show is, because we know you want some more. The Wrestling Mayhem Show was recorded live in front of no studio audience in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it is a joint venture of WPAJ Radio and WrestlingMayhemShow.com. <laughs> Good night, Michelle. And remember, kids, wear reflective clothing when you go trick-or-treating. We don't want any of you fuckers run over. Hey guys, it's Mech Mike. Now, I know the show is scheduled to start in T minus three and a half hours or so, but honestly, I'm driving home from work right now, and I am in a Batista like state of rage. And I cannot contain myself any longer because Hulk, your goddamn fucking Hogan, is gonna ruin TNA again. And by again, I mean he ruined WCW. And Eric Bischoff is going, and... Ah! Fuck! If I had known that was the, that's what the press conference would have been about, I would have gone down to New York City myself, and as soon as Hogan and Dixie Carter announced Hogan was going to DNA, I would have screamed, Don't do it, fuckers! You're ruining your product! But I digress. And I'm sure I will be screaming and ranting and raving a lot more about this on the show proper, but I just need to scream, FUCK TNA! This is Mad Mike. Bye.